It's the Coffee Club with Pearl, Tommy, Mike, and Mike on AllSportsCleveland.com, the talk of the land. We're back. Finally. Took forever. Welcome to the eighth episode of the Coffee Club on AllSportsCleveland.com. Coming at you each and every Friday from 10 a.m. to noon. Been off for a couple weeks, fellas. How y'all been? It's good to be back. Yeah. What have y'all been up to for this past three weeks? This pandemic is some BS, man. Yeah, it really is. But um, honestly, not much of anything. Just kind of hanging out. What about you guys? I mean, uh, what can you do? I thought I was going to hear more excitement from everybody. First of all, good morning, Cleveland. How's everybody in Cleveland doing today? The weather's beautiful. The drive-in was nice. Yeah, yeah, it is. You know? It was a beautiful, beautiful sunrise this morning you can on lay, my way in. You I'm going to be honest. Curfew so. for the uh, traffic. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Nobody out there. I missed you all, man. It's been a three-week hiatus. It's good to be back on the air. Oh, I'll get to you in a second, Mr. Mr. Pearl. What's yeah. up, Tommy, man? What's up, guys? Uh, what's up, Mike? What's up, other Mike? What's up, Pearl? Uh, good morning, Cleveland. It is great to be back. Um, yeah, that three-week hiatus sucked, but we are back. Um, oh, the Steelers lost, but it's good to be back. And... We're going to have a great show today. Definitely. Mr. Pearl. What's going how on? How you been, man? I, mean, I can't complain, man. I can't complain. I brought you breakfast this morning. Mama Pearl should be happy. Oh, uh, man, absolutely. Yeah. I definitely appreciate that, you man. Know, so, but like I said, you know, we'll talk about that bagel later. Yeah, it's uh, it's been, it's been a lot going on. Uh, first and foremost, man, you know, prayers to your family. I know you went through some, yeah, some things. Hope everything is better with the family. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they're, uh, you know what, it was... Uh, they all had a relatively mild case. Um, it was just basically loss of the sense and the smell, or the taste and the smell. Um, but yeah, everyone's doing good. That's Thank good. Nice. He looked at you like he was about to say, "What the hell are you talking about?" That's <laughs> yeah. how he looked at you at first. I was about to say, "I, I had to look at him, make sure he yeah. was like cool." Like, but but I'm, yeah. I'm glad you're doing that. No, everybody definitely doing everybody's well, doing good. Uh, but Pearl, man, what we got was brewing. Well, first of all, how have you been doing for the last two weeks? Oh, uh, man, I've been anxious to get back in the studio. Yeah, for sure. It's been a lot going on, uh, a lot of good things that, that you know, I'm going to be telling you all about soon. We got, a, we got a packed show. Yeah, we got a packed show today. But what's brewing? Let's get to what's brewing. Let's see what's brewing. Thursday night football. <laughs> Yesterday, man, uh, Rams rookie Cam Akers rushed for a career-high 171 yards and a lopsided victory over the New England Patriots. Did y'all watch that game? I watched the first probably quarter and a half i honestly it, it was boring i fell asleep um I, it was like 9 30 and i believe the rams were ahead what 17 nothing at that point and i i that was the last thing i remember i woke up on the couch at 1 30 my thing is what, what a fall from grace man cam is not cam no he's not and i doubt if he's gonna get back Dude, the patriots cam. are not the patriots you think he missed Tom brady picture. uh i'm not sure i can tell you about this game though i think the rams controlled the line of scrimmage from the start i mean you could just tell they were they were locked in from the start. Mm-hmm. You know they got that he big. He got sacked four times. He got sacked mm-hmm. six times. Six. I thought he threw. A, I, thought, I thought it was four. I know he threw a pick six. Yeah, he threw a pick six. He got sacked six times as well. Six. Um, but you know from that opening drive, drive Jerry Goff led him down the field. Cam Akers had a huge thirty-six yard run yeah. on that opening drive. Then they go for it on fourth and one, and they get it. That kind of set the tone early. Yeah. Yeah, it did. It, it, it let you know what type of uh, fight they were in for. You know that that brings up another point. I mean, are 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 the Rams really it? Or, I mean, like, what's going on with that? Are, are they legit here? I, I think so. so. I mean, I think at this point, you look at the defensive line led by Aaron Donald. You know, they can stop the run. They can get out to the quarterback. You got young Dion on the outside. Yeah, and lately they've been able to run a ball effectively. Yeah. 
and that's what you need to do at this time of year. So, yeah, I mean, definitely. let's not let's not forget this team did make the Super Bowl two seasons ago. So, by no means are they scrubs. No, that's you're absolutely right. But what did you say earlier to me? What did uh, you do? Yeah. yeah. So at the beginning of the season, I had the Rams finishing in last place. Right. So I, I don't think that I think you were a lot alone of, there. I think a lot of people did too because you know the Niners make the Super Bowl last year. Russell Wilson is Russell Wilson, mm-hmm. and Kyler Murray looks like a future MVP. So yeah. I think a lot of people said, okay, this is easily the best division in the NFL. And a lot of people had the Rams going, you know, seven and nine, eight and eight, nine and seven, and finishing in fourth, including cool. myself. And they're out to prove all of us wrong, and they're doing a great job of it. Cool. Yeah, absolutely. So what else we got brewing, bro? Uh, well, before we get to what else is brewing, uh, this also was uh the se- this seventh loss snapped the Patriots' 17 straight season streak with at least 10 wins. Hallelujah. Yeah, so yeah. like oh. you said, the fall for growth, grace. But what else is brewing? So, you know, we've talked a lot about this through text uh, over the week. How powerful is the Ohio State Buckeyes football program? Ooh, very in case people don't know, the Big Ten went back and amended a rule that they made that you had to have six victories or six play six games to qualify for the Big Ten championship. Of course, we all know the school up north got scared uh, and backed out. What else could it have I been? Was, I was a, I was, I was, I was, I took that uh, that stance for uh, last week. But with all due respect to them, they had forty four cases, bro. Did they really forty four? Okay, so somebody's not doing their job up there with regard to uh, Cause I thought they got scared mitigate. too. But then when I when I when I actually went back and looked, I was like, man, forty four people with COVID. Like, yeah, so yeah. they're just not doing anything to mitigate the spread on that team right. whatsoever. And then I started looking yeah. at it like you know you don't know if it's the whole defensive line, the whole offensive line. Mm-hmm. The second you don't know who had forty four. That's got to be at least half the roster. Yeah, that's right? what I'm saying. Yeah, you, you know, but. Well, I mean, the good thing is we get to go play for the Big Ten Championship. We yep. take on Northwestern next Saturday, December 19th. I don't like that 1 o'clock kick, though. Come on, man. You got to give me prime time. It's yeah, eight. for a Big Ten what? Championship one game. Yeah. 1 o'clock. That, that's tough. That's interesting. But I, did they really flex a muscle? I think so. What, the Big Ten? No, uh, Ohio State. I mean, it just showed to me how powerful they were, mm-hmm. how yeah. important to the conference that they are, mm-hmm. and how, how – I mean, they're a power five team. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you, you look at this – uh, I was listening to the radio. I think I was listening to Ken Carmen the other morning, and he was saying that all the athletic directors from each other program, you know, kind of sat at the table with the Big Ten committee and said, hey, you have to do something about this. Ohio State is so strong. If we go play, if we make the Final Four playoff and have the opportunity to play for a national championship, I think there's something like $200 million that's split yeah. between all the programs. Yeah, mm-hmm. th- so the Big Ten has to rack up that money whatever they take in they have to rack it up with the rest of the teams but mm-hmm. I, I realistically what you're saying is because my gripe with this whole thing was you know if i'm indiana I, i'm really irritated now mm-hmm. you know why well because the big ten set that rule in the beginning and now because they're they're uh the you lost yes it. the you, cash cow didn't get in they're they're rewriting the rule book you lost to ohio state though did you expect anything differently um Honestly, no, you? no, I didn't. No, you're right, but it it still stands the. Re- I mean, I think they have a legitimate gripe. I, nothing's yeah. going to happen about it, but I get it. See, here's the thing. This is why I don't think so. They already own it. Ohio State owns the tiebreaker over Indiana already, anyway. Mm-hmm. So the win technically over Michigan State clinched the Big Ten, you know, conference title yeah. for us. Tr- mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I. So I mean, you know, because that's been said a lot that Indiana has a legit argument, but guess who else is not playing this week? Indiana. Indiana. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was actually, wasn't that an yeah. option for us uh, yeah. to schedule a game again with them? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he, here it is, Indiana due to COVID, 
they can't play this Saturday either, but they've already lost Ohio State. Yeah. So at this point, you know, today, how much of a gripe do they have? So I see what you're saying. I mean, realistically, in the grand scheme, it, it's not going to matter. Right. Yeah. It, it wouldn't have mattered anyway. We won head-to-head. It's also the national draw appeal to, you know, like That's, no nobody is going to want to watch a Northwestern Indiana Big Ten Championship. No, and, and more to that point, um, it's not like Indiana had a shot at the playoff if they got in the Big Ten Championship. I mean, you you really think – that they're gonna, the playoff committee no. would put Indiana in over like Texas A and M or Florida or, or th- not a chance. My, my no. thing with that is we knew from, and we all have different opinions of whether whether they should have played or not. If Ohio State don't win his national championship, they shouldn't. I don't think they should have played at all. That's just me. I know mm-hmm. I understand where we come from. I, know, I I love Ohio State football more than just like everybody else here. They shouldn't be. They should not be playing right now. Is what in my opinion. Now, as far as them flexing their muscle and things like that, we knew, like you just said, we knew that they were going to get in. Right. Mm-hmm. They, now you cannot keep Ohio State out of this. They, the Big Ten came back because of Ohio State. They yes. didn't come back because of Indiana. They didn't come back because of Nebraska. They didn't come back for the team up north. They didn't come back for anything no. except to see Ohio State get to that college football playoff. Yep. Now, right now, I think they're four. Is that right? Right. Four? Yep. They'll be four when they, that, they're they going, as long as no snag happens next week with uh, Northwestern. Right. They'll be, they'll be the fourth team to get in there. Now, are you going to have a shot at this thing? I do not – with all due respect to Ohio State, I don't think – they're at a disadvantage, man. The, the SEC, the ACC, they, they've been playing mm-hmm. all season. Yes. So you I, don't, think- I don't believe you can go throw them on the field right now and then have, make, make a game out of it against these teams that have been playing. See, I don't know, man. I, I'm a little on the other side of that. I feel like Ohio State's fresher than everybody else right now. It'll be fresher. I get it, but – it's still football. Yeah, I, I, yeah, know. it is. But I mean, look at us. Any in given the, Sunday too. I get they it. have Saturday. had a lot of time off though. Like Clemson, Notre Dame have been playing pretty much consistently since like mid September. Right? So and, that was another big issue of mine. I mean, realistically, this if they they should have started the Big Ten should have started with everybody and, and, else. And, and like mm-hmm. I said, and that I'm was not, the gaff. I'm not blaming them. I'm not blaming Ohio State for playing. Mm-hmm. I get it. I want to see Ohio State yeah. play, but with the situation, everything going on, they shouldn't be out there. No. Because they didn't start with everybody else. Yep. I mean, the Big Ten, they pretty much was behind the eight ball. They didn't want to be the bad guy and not let them play after Dude, all the scrutiny they got. Look at the Pac-12. They're even worse. They started after us. And mm-hmm. look at I don't uh, – forgive me. Yeah. Xavier just canceled everything. Exactly. Yeah. Everything. Exactly. Football, basketball, lacrosse, whatever. It's gone. You know what I mean? So, this, like I said, I'm not blaming Ohio State for playing. I think they're going to be the fourth team to get in there. But let's just – You you think they're going to be the fourth seed? Yeah. Not higher? No, I don't not, think not, so. Not, they don't have enough no, games. They don't have enough games. So I we'll think see. just because of who they are, like Pearl just said, like they flexing muscle, this college ball playoff is not going to have. Not, they're not going to put. They're not not going to put Ohio State in there. No, they're not going to do it. If Ohio State gets in, do they have a legit chance to win it? I don't do. I don't Absolutely. So. I think all I, four teams do. Unfo- well, I mean, yeah. Okay, so realistically, all four teams do. But I, I don't know, dude. I don't know that Ohio State's DBs can hang with. With Clemson or I mean, Notre like Dame's receivers, like, you know but yeah, it is. I, I just I, so I mean, you saw what happened against Penn State, right? Now we have a small sample size, but you, Sean Wade got torched on a couple. Yeah, he of, did. Yeah, you know, um, I, those were fabulous catches. Don't get me wrong, but he still got burned on those routes. Um, I, I just I don't know. I, we'll see. But I, we lost a lot to the NFL last year, and, and mm-hmm. that that kind of showed uh, in a few of these games. But that that comes with being the Ohio State Buc- Buckeye football program. Absolutely. Because no matter how many guys you lose to the NFL, you get, I'm pretty sure there's a four- or five-star guy that's ready to step in there for his opportunity yep. before he goes to the NFL. And right. man up. 
I think. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just gonna say Ryan Day called me. I'm gonna go out there and play. Absolutely. Here's my thing. I'm not four star and four hundred pounds, but you know. A lot of people have an issue with the games we've played, how we've played, and the games that we've played. You know, you hear that we struggled against Indiana or Indiana came back and the game was a lot much closer than what people thought. But I don't think enough credit is being given to that program, you know, in Indiana because yeah. they have a solid program that they've put together for a couple of years and now it's all starting to come together. They've played everybody harder they've played all year. And I think that gets lost in the conversation. Yeah. Everybody talks about the five games we play. Have we looked great? No, we could look much better. The defense is questionable. The running game is questionable. Um, Justin Fields has made some decisions that's questionable. He did, but he but also if, came back. Yeah, if you look at the game last week, I mean, they look sharp. They look yeah. put together. They look ready to go. And so I just think if they get in there, I feel like we can play with anybody. I think we have the coaching. I think we have the quarterback. I think we have the defense, even though they've struggled, that we can get in there and play with anybody. We beat Alabama in the, pl- in the past in these situations. We all know, me and Tommy talked about it before, um, if it's not for a bad call by the referee, we'd probably beat Clemson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, so but that stuff happens. That I mean, those hap- things happen. But Good right teams now, overcome those bad calls and win anyway. Right now you got Alabama at 9-0, you got Notre Dame at 10-0, you have Clemson 9-1, Ohio State 5-0. Yeah. Uh, well, mm-hmm. the, the resume just doesn't It doesn't compute. But Can I ask you this? Let me, uh, as far as, the, like you said, the muscle that they have, Imagine being in that meeting with the committee. Yeah, right. Like, how, I, I wish we could have. So I'd, oh, I'd, I'd have paid to watch that. I'd love yeah. to be a fly on the wall in that. Who, yeah. that who's going to say, like, okay, obviously, the team up north. I mean, they, nobody wants to do a house say no favors. Right. Because like you said, Indiana, I'm pissed. I'm sitting mm-hmm. there like, oh, like, hell right. no. I'm not, you know. Mm-hmm. So is it like a majority, obviously, it's like a majority rules type of thing. But how do you feel like the committee, how do you think they came to that decision? Just cause the Big Ten? Yeah. How yeah. Do you, I I mean, what do you, you or, or it, you just walk in the door and say this is Ohio State and that's it? That's all you have to say. I, I, you want my honest opinion? They're looking at the dollars and cents there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're looking yeah. at how. What did you say? How two hundred million? It's about two hundred million dollars that will be split up between all the programs. In the yeah. Big Ten. Yeah, in the Big Ten. Now, now I know this mm-hmm. would this would never happen. So don't don't all my all our, all our listeners out there. How many we got right now? Uh, probably you, a bunch. Listen, don't take this the wrong way. Ohio State, if they if they would not have got in, if they would have same came with, with some BS. That uh, we're not gonna put them in the Big Ten championship. I just lead the Big Ten. That would never happen, but that's an option. I would never say never. I don't. Where where would they go? Yeah, where I, I would call the SEC. I mean, I, I would call or I'm not calling call nobody. Where? I'm I'm a, just run independent. We're Ohio State. The program is strong enough to be independent. Wasn't Notre Dame independent for a while? They still are. They still are. Our program is strong enough to be independent, and I think that almost happened. I because think if, I think if this would not if they would not have gotten to that playoff. Yeah. Or if they wouldn't have got the Big Ten championship, I think that's. I mean, the athletic director, you know, everybody that runs Ohio State, they would have been pissed, mm-hmm. you know, if we would have been compromised after we've handled our business for the most part, right? You know, and I understand COVID compromises a lot of people, you know, but there are some programs, both on a collegiate level and a professional level, that's handling these situations better than others. Yeah, you know, we mm-hmm. we had a hiccup with COVID, but at the same time. For the most part, we've handled it pretty well. Oh, I yeah. would say and we to overcame be it. Compromised by other programs, I guarantee you, the thought of going independent oh, yeah. is probably still in their head. Is it possible for the football program to be independent in the basketball or hockey yeah. or whatever still stay in the Big Ten? I yeah, because so. I Notre believe it Dame is, yes. is in the a- their basketball teams in the ACC and their hockey team is in the Big Ten, and so. and the football team's independent. So yeah, I mean you could Just do whatever weird. you want. Yeah, 
and so I, I see that being a. I mean, I see that being a real thing. Mm. You know, it's it, it's gonna be interesting to see. And the reason why I brought that up, I know we got wrong, is uh, imagine imagine happening that, that you get the breaking news notification Ohio State goes independent. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I don't see it happening. I know that's what I don't think it would. But imagine you get that notification all because they didn't get into the Big Ten championship game. I don't think it's as far fetched as you are making it sound. Like I know it sounds crazy as hell. Yeah, but just think about it. I, because historically, we've been in the Big Ten. All right, but didn't but, but before that, just think about how much things has changed. We played Michigan a hundred and three straight years. That's also been snapped. So just because historically we've already always been here, this program is huge. We're set up to be a top five team for the next six years. Yeah. If you think about the quarterbacks, the next two or three quarterbacks coming in here, the pass rushers that's coming in here, I mean, we're locked and loaded for the next five to six seasons. So, right. mm-hmm. you know, us going independent isn't as far-fetched. The program can make its money. And keep its money. Yeah. Not have to share it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't I don't see it happen. I, I got to be honest. I don't know that I want it to happen. I, don't, I wouldn't want I, I'd like being part of a conference, and I, 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 I griped about uh, – well, I mean, I've always been after Notre Dame, though. I think they should join the Big Ten. So, I I don't know. So That would certainly help improve the competition. Right? But it's interesting. I mean, we've we've gone after them for years. They have no desire. So, it, it's a moot point. So, what else is brewing on this Friday morning? How about the Cleveland Browns being flexed in the prime time? They replaced the Dallas Cowboys with the prime time Cleveland That's Browns game on Sunday night football. How about their record? That's because we are America's team. Yeah. So... <laughs> the league announced Wednesday that the Cleveland Browns will visit the New York Giants on December 20th, um, will be flexed into NBC's Sunday night football slot, while the originally scheduled contest between the San Francisco 49ers and Dallas Cowboys has been moved to 1 p.m. Eastern on CBS. This game might end up having huge uh, implications for both teams. How could it not? Yep. That you know. easy blows. I don't think I mean, it blows that bad. No, no, I mean, like, record I mean, you can't, you can't look at the records. You got to use your eyes sometimes. Blow. I don't think so. They blow. I don't think so. I think the Giants have a solid defense, and I think they have played hard for that coach, and they've gotten better, uh, mm-hmm. you know, over time. You look at the Washington football team, they've drafted number one picks on that uh, defensive line three or four years mm-hmm. in a row. They defense is coached by Jack Del Rio, who won the yep. Super Bowl with the Ravens as a defensive assistant. You have Ron Revere, Riverboat Ron, known for his defense and taking chances shout, on shout offense. Shout to him for beating that cancer, yeah. man. Yeah. You have Alex Smith, possible comeback player of the year. Yeah, um, that's unbelievable. They got yep. weapons, and they've yep. played better as the season went on. I know people look at the record and how everything started at the, the beginning of the season, mm-hmm. but if you look at where they are now, there's something to be reckoned with. I get yes. I mean, I, and, I, and the reason why it got flexed, because that, that game is gonna, for the NFC East, that game is going to be huge. Yeah, it's going to yeah. be huge but for us, too. No, no, I'm just saying, like, when I say they blow, I mean, yeah. like, they blow. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, they're I awful. still want to be the NFC. And I guess they, yeah. The fact that they have what? I mean, what's their record right here? You look, you got it up. I have it up right here. They're five and seven. <laughs> the fact that right, and they're about to win the division. Right. But like I said, I digress because I'm grateful right now because mm-hmm. if we won five games, we wouldn't even sniff the division. No, we don't even have the division if we got nine wins. No, but well, where <laughs> are the Ravens at? They're they're on the outside looking in. For right now, yeah, yeah. I mean, they, like yeah. I said, they're still fighting for the wild card as well. Right, but but, um, but yeah. honestly, in my I think we're. I, think, I, I still think there's a shot to take the division here. Here's um, the thing. The Giants and, the, and Washington are both 5-7. and seven. Both yeah. teams realistically still have a shot at finishing 500 or having a winning record when it's all mm-hmm. said and done. 
That's um, crazy. So, like I said, looking at it at the beginning of the season versus looking at it now, yeah, in the beginning of the season, I think every team in the division was just horrible. Mm-hmm. But Washington has played solid football for the last four or five weeks. The Giants mm-hmm. has played solid football for the last four or five weeks. They just went into Seattle and they beat Russell Wilson and the Seattle Seahawks. They held him to like 12 points. Yeah. yeah. A high-powered offense was shut down. And was, we talked about this yeah, the other day. We were uh, – you, you think Judge is going? It has a chance to win. Uh, Coach, I year. think he has an opportunity too. Yes, you know, as I explained. Can to you throw it, Tomlin out of there and not no shot at the Steelers fan? Can you throw him out of there now? What you mean as not I, being a candidate? He's going to be a candidate, but like now the, the race is closer because now they got flaws and you see it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, here's the thing. You know, like I told you when we uh, we did the Mike Drop podcast that you uh, that you host and that you are creator and owner of. Shout out to you for sure. Uh, but when we did that. You know, like I said, Mike Tomlin, as far as a coach, he's kind of like a guy like LeBron James in the NBA. LeBron puts up these crazy numbers Mm -hmm. every year. If he's on your team, you have a strong possibility to win the NBA Finals or Mm -hmm. at least get there every year. Mm -hmm. The Steelers, historically, is a solid organization. It's Mm -hmm. a great organization, a Super Bowl winning organization. Yep. And Mike Tomlin has never had a losing record since he's been there here coaching 14 years. So it's almost like it's expected for him to have that team coached up. So yeah, realistically, every year, coach of the year should come down to him and maybe one or two other guys, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But here we are in these situations. You have Kevin Stefanski taking over a Browns team, um, inherited a lot, mm-hmm. okay? Coach these guys up and you got them playing well. But uh, Judge in New York, I mean, he took over a team that's in disarray from top to bottom. Right. Yep. You know, you had an injury to your best player and Saquon Barkley. Uh, your quarterback gets hurt, you know, and somehow with less, because we all agree their roster is not as talented as ours is, mm-hmm. he's found a way to have this team in position to win the division title. Four straight, yep. too. You know, and that yeah. can't go – That I mean, he, people talk about, you know, our yeah. quality of wins. They just went on a road and beat Seattle. Yeah, yeah, Washington impressive. just went on a road yeah. and beat Pittsburgh. Right. Yeah. The Browns just went on a road and beat mm-hmm. Tennessee. Yeah. So, you know, you look at these coaches – those are the guys to me that I think are leading candidates for yeah, Coach of the Year. I agree. I think if anything, Tomlin should have won last year for doing what he did with no Big Ben and coaching them from one and four up to eight and eight. They're eight and five at one point. And if it weren't for uh, under this this year, where seven teams make the playoffs, they would have been in last year with no Big Ben and Duck Hodges. So I think if anything, he should have won last year. This year, I think Stefanski has a real good shot. Yeah, definitely. So with the players, and you know. Will the players be able to focus on uh, on their task, being on national TV? And I say that because you know you still got a lot of young guys for the Browns. You know, are they are they not are they doing a good job of not paying attention to all the you know the extra stuff? So I yeah I don't know. I mean that's got to be hard, right? Because everybody's talking about it. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure I saw what was it? It was either the New York Times or the Washington Post said something like it, the headline of the story was you can tell 2020 is. Um, I forget what the word they used, but it, essentially a dumpster fire because the Cleveland Browns have a winning record. Like, mm-hmm. that was their headline for the story. Let me ask you this. Uh, so, I mean, it's just, my point is it's it's easy for them to get caught up in that, uh, mm-hmm. especially when people who normally wouldn't, uh, the New York Times, I mean, what are they, you know what I mean? I doubt the Browns come up in the New York Times all that often. Right. Unless yeah. they're talking about Odell. Right. Well, yeah. okay. I want to ask you a question about him. I know we gotta go. But I want to. I actually. I asked you a question about him in a second. Somebody asked me. I was listening to the radio, and then somebody actually asked me this question. But to what you were saying with the uh, attention, 
Why does it feel like as bad as we've been over since ninety nine? Mm-hmm. Why does it feel like we've been here before? Hmm. Um, like we're tempered. Yeah. That, that's the word you used the other day. Right. I, I feel like I'm not even excited. I'm excited, but I'm not like it's, it's well, almost like we've been here before. Well, uh, where we've been is waiting for the other shoe to drop. We're waiting for them to take that dive that yeah. we all know. I think you know what I mean. You're expecting them I'm, to lose. To that's not where I live. I'm not. I'm not. I can't. I can't lie. I'm not. But I'm not overly. I'm not overwhelmed. I'm not overly excited. The thing is, we've been bad for so long, and I've been personally dedicated to this team for so long that. You know, you have to learn to temper your expectations and you have to learn how to be unbiased. Absolutely. You know, and you've seen this kind of come together for the last three years. But that's why I expect nothing. Well, I, I disagree. You you have a coach now. We've seen enough of Kevin Stefanski to know that he's poised. He's disciplined. He's prepared. You know, he brings structure. That energy has transferred over to the team. We're now in week 14. So they mimic the energy and the personality of the head coach. So you're saying the fans need to get on that train now. I'm not saying, I mean, the fans can do what they want. I don't even think Kevin Stefanski gives a damn about what the fans wants to do, you know, et cetera. Because how many years in Cleveland have the fans felt like they needed input on what was going on? We're fans. We don't really know much. You know, they come out every week and they care about one thing, that opponent that they're playing that week. One and no every week. That's the mantra. That's the goal. Yeah. Anything else is is just doing too much. When I well, like I said, we had we talked uh, the other day. Yeah. I I said this like three weeks ago, when before, right before we left here. Right. And Tommy even said to me, "Who am I to want more than nine wins?" Now, how do you feel about that? Because I said I'd be pissed if we didn't win ten. You games. did. You did. And, and I, I disagree I'd, with I'd you. I'd be really pissed if we win ten games. Oh, absolutely. You know what I'm absolutely. So what I what I what I'm thinking is I feel like we've been here before just because I'm not waiting on the other shoe to drop. Because if the other shoe drops, I'm gonna be I'm gonna go come in here and go nuts. Okay. If the other shoe drops. What I'm saying is it just feels like we've been here before like we're not like the Steelers, like that like that's the class at AFC North. As much as I hate them, they are. They, they are. I mean they are what they are. But I feel like we've been here before. Like I feel like this is something crazy is getting ready to happen. And mm-hmm. I know I joked around with Tommy, like, we're going to week 17, we're going to be talking about something. Well, think about this, you know, uh, and Mike, you, you missed it, man. You probably, your mouth would have dropped when you heard me say it. Everybody knows that I've been very critical of Baker. I've held him accountable a lot. And before we went off the air last week, what did I say? My big bold prediction was He's over 300 yards and over three touchdowns. And so... He said a lot of stuff that you probably would have went off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So for me, it's it's kind of like you said. It almost feels like we've been here before. And if you pay close enough attention, you've seen this team slowly progress week to week to the point that we got to last week. I don't care what the final score was. We dominated Tennessee that entire game. Yeah, we did. I just I mm-hmm. have an issue with the – I don't know. We got complacent in the second half. Yeah, but, but you have 31 points. You have 31 yeah. points. You can't game plan for that. I mean, that, that happens – Yeah. Every week, all over the place. No, I hear you, but, I mean, come on, Stefanski. We were critical of Ryan Day in the beginning of the season. Like, you got a Ferrari. You don't need to be driving it like a Pinto, man. Keep your foot on the gas. Mm-hmm. You, uh, they came out at halftime, and they looked yeah. flat. But, but they have 31. Well, yeah, that score was not a good indication. of They, they destroyed and, it. And that's basically what I'm saying. The score yeah. is not a good indication. I agree with you. We do need to learn how to close out games because the Patriots did go to L.A. and beat the Chargers 45 nothing, and they never took their foot off the gas. I mean, yeah. look, man, the, mm-hmm. at, sorry, but at the end of the day, it, we only won that game because the Titans ran out of time. 
I, don't, I disagree with that. What did they do in the second half? I disagree half? with that. Now, now, I mean, we're getting off top t- right. subject with a whole different argument, and that's that's kind of crazy. We got two minutes. I got one question. Sure. Odell hasn't said anything. Is that big deal or no big deal? No big deal to me. All right, cool. No big deal? Yeah. All right, no big deal. Am I going to be the one that says we look better without him? I, no, I no, 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 no. I mean, like him not like support. I mean, I'm not saying he's not supporting, but yeah, what I, he, why be on Instagram going crazy? No, I, I get what you're saying. I, basically, his question is, he hasn't said anything, good or bad. Right. Do you care or not? No, I, I don't really care because the team's doing better without him. So do yeah. you? All right, cool. Damn. Dude, I wish I had more time to get man. on this case. Since the last time he played, the Browns are five and one and in position to make the playoffs for the Sorry, first time man. in two decades. Shots fired! You got you got a gunshot. Hey, listen, man, we got to get out of here. We Jesus got to get the Christ commercial break. So when we come back uh, later later on today, we're going to talk more about Baker Mayfield. Talk more about the Cleveland Browns and the Ravens game. But coming up next, Pearl's picks. And definitely shout out to our producer extraordinaire Jeremy, and they're doing his thing, man. For Absolutely. sure. Absolutely. We'll talk to you we'll, in a second. We'll be right back. AllSportsCleveland.com. It's the Coffee Club with Pearl, Tommy, Mike, and Mike on AllSportsCleveland.com, the talk of the land. This is Jake from 216 Sports Call, and you're listening to All Sports Cleveland, the home of the NEO Christmas Classic, right here on All Sports Cleveland, the talk of the land. Ranger Station. Yeah, hi. I'd like to report a bear sighting in the forest. Uh-huh. One second, I'm having a smoke. Next thing I know, I'm face-to-face with Smokey Bear. Wow. And he told me it only takes one spark to start a wildfire. Did you know nine out of ten wildfires are caused by humans? I had no idea. That's why Smokey's famous and you're not. If you see someone in danger of starting a wildfire, step in and make a difference. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Learn more at SmokeyBear.com. Only you can prevent wildfires. Question, what will you find on all over-the-counter or OTC medicine packages to help you choose the right drug and use it safely? The answer, the drug facts label. This label lists the medicine's active ingredients and purpose, how much to take, and warnings you should know before using it. Remember, even OTC medicines you buy without a prescription can cause side effects you don't want. So follow the information listed on the drug facts label. For more information, visit FDA.gov slash drug facts label. A message from the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. And that will be a touchback. Yeah, you saw Marco Toth making that chase, trying to see if he could save that right before he got to the end zone. Unfortunately, that ball was speeding past. 30 seconds to go here in the first quarter. 10 to nothing, Ed's on top of Menor. Menor has to get a stop here. They have to go ahead and get the response here. And on top of that as well, they need to get this offense going. First and 10. Right Garrett now, nearly 30% of U.S. students the field. aren't finishing high school. In many places, it's even higher than that. And fixing it is a responsibility right, that we all share. This is President Obama, and I urge everyone to take responsibility for encouraging the high school students in your communities, to support them, challenge them, and do whatever it takes to help them make it through. Do your part by going to boostup.org and giving a student the boost that's needed to make it to graduation. A message from the U.S. Army and the Ad Council. 
Packers. Vikings. Red State. Blue State. We come from different places. Uptown. Downtown. We come to different conclusions. Half empty. Half full. But no matter how different we are, we're all connected, and we can all make a difference. That's why United Way brings people, expertise, and resources together to improve the education, income, and health of our communities. The building blocks for a better life. When we live united, our efforts, magnified by others, add up to real change. Children succeed in school, families gain financial stability, the health of our neighbors improves, and suddenly, so do our communities. But real change won't happen without you. Live united. So let's look beyond our differences. Live united. One by one, let's make a difference. Let's reach out a hand to one and influence the condition of all. <laughs> Give, advocate, volunteer. Live United. Sign up today at liveunited.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. It's 6.42 p.m. Time for Steve Plato and his son Dylan to do the dishes. They talk about everything from the yuckiness of girls to the awesomeness of his soccer team. Sometimes they don't talk at all. Then, hey, the dreaded splash fight. It's dad o'clock, and it's the best time of the day. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. My name is Lola Silvestri, and I'm going to be 95 this year. I was very independent. I fell, and I had to have meals on wheels. America, let's do lunch. One in six seniors faces the threat of hunger, and millions more live in isolation. Drop off a hot meal and say a quick hello. Volunteer for Meals on Wheels by donating your lunch break at americaletsdolunch.org. This message brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. You're listening to AllSportsCleveland.com. Any sport, anytime, anywhere. Live from Valley View, Ohio. I knew something had to give. I was overweight. I didn't exercise. And my doctor told me I would most likely develop diabetes if something didn't change. Fortunately, I joined a program that helped me make healthier choices, like eating better and being more active. The YMCA's Diabetes Prevention Program was a wake-up call that really changed my life. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention predict that one in three Americans could have diabetes by the year 2050. The WISE 12-month lifestyle modification program is part of the CDC's National Diabetes Prevention Program, where the goal is to prevent the onset of type 2 diabetes. For those who qualify, the program is covered through United Healthcare and Medicare. To find where the program is available in Ohio, visit ymca.net slash diabetes. Take control of your health. This message, sponsored by the Ohio Department of Health, aired by the Ohio Association of Broadcasters and this station. What are you going to do with your old car? You can try selling it, you could junk it, or you can donate it to Heritage for the Blind. Your car will be towed away for free, and your donation is tax deductible. Just call 1-800-778-1489. Heritage for the Blind accepts cars, vans, trucks, and boats. It doesn't matter if your vehicle runs or not. It will be towed away for free, and you'll be supporting those that need help. Heritage for the Blind is a nonprofit organization that helps the visually impaired live fuller lives. Call right now to donate your car, and as a special thank you, you'll receive a free three-day vacation voucher to over 50 locations. Call Heritage for the Blind right now. Call 1-800-778-1489. Donating is easy, and your vehicle is towed away for free. Plus, you'll get a free vacation voucher for donating. 
Call now, 1-800-778-1489. That's 1-800-778-1489. Because I don't want to lose to you and then have to deal with that. We are back live on AllSportsCleveland.com. This is the Coffee Club with Tommy Pearl, Mike, and Mike. Yo. How do so, we decipher which Mike is Mike? That's a good question. I, we I was, could go I've actually Pearl, been, Tommy, Ross, and Allen. I mean, yeah, you're going to have to do something like that. And honestly, I've been called Ross my entire life. Either, yeah, no, either Mike Ross or Ross. Yeah. You sound like a Ross. Yeah. Hey, real quick. Next week, man, we're going to have to pick up where we just uh, left, that, left that conversation. Cause did you see my face? Oh, yeah. What, what? Yeah. What we were just talking about. Yeah. Mike, Mike kind of ticked me off at that, man. So we're going to pick up with that <laughs> uh, uh, next week. You know, I missed you, man. Yeah, yeah. Right? I, need, I needed somebody to get my boy, my Sorry, blood boiling. I missed oh, it. I'm here for that. What did he say? Tell so, me what you said. Which part about that? I'm not that worried about Odell. Let him do his thing. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah, crazy, man. Was that the part, or was yeah. it the one after? Yeah, that? No, that was the part. Okay. Yeah. Well, look, I, we, we'll get into it next week. Right. You know. So uh, let's get into some uh, fantasy football. Y'all, y'all ready for that? It's playoff time. Pearl's picks. Pearl's Picks. It's time for Pearl's Picks, where Pearl tells you who to start and, well, who to sit. Hey, Miss Regina, how you doing? (laughs) It's time for Pearl's Picks, presented by Dazzle Vanity, located at 6647 Mayfield Road. You can contact Regina at 440-671-3377. Pull up on her today, y'all. She's going to give you about 10% off whatever service you got. Tell her I told you. I'm about to check it out, man. Yeah, tell her I told you. Christmas time coming, man. Yeah. So make sure you all pull up on her today, today only. She's going to look out for you all. So let's get into it. We got our first ever fantasy football edition of Pearl's Picks. Um, anybody in here? In a, uh, Wait, what? Yeah. It's playoffs. You didn't say playoffs. It's playoffs. You didn't yeah. say playoffs. You said first ever fantasy football yeah, edition. Say, oh, I'm sorry. We've we been here. First we ever fantasy ain't. football playoff edition. We ain't new to this. We true to this. Yeah, see, that, that's exactly. That, are you on the outside looking in? Are uh, we going to talk about this for sure? Oh, yeah, let's get into it. Oh, you're really? No, listen. I bought pearls. Hey, the bagel is here. Yeah, I brought pearls and bagels. My you, bagel is here, he, ladies he, and gentlemen. First thing he does is takes my chair. Oh, that's the yeah. first problem we have here. I Second, mean, that dude, you can't. He, the dude, brought you in what you've been asking for, and then you steal on his chair. How you? Gonna, he's like what six, seven weeks overdue. Okay, uh, that's true. You know what? Realistically, you guys both got a gripe. I'll let it go. But dude. listen, Pearl told. Like, actually, I. I don't. I don't care about Pearl's picks. I like Ms. Hall. That's what we're doing. This right. For. Absolutely. Pearl's picks has screwed me for the last five weeks. But Dazzle Vanity has not. As absolutely has not. I'm, t- I'm taking my wife there. Definitely. Definitely. She'll enjoy it. But oh, I'm gonna but, go and, there. And, man. and then I'm, get my and then I'm gonna set my fantasy football line up. I'm in the parking lot waiting for her. Absolutely. But listen. Yes, I'm on the outside looking in. Because like I said, I average 89 points a week since I met Pearl. You know what I mean? This oh is, wow. This is a. Uh, All right. I'm gonna be honest because. We've had polar opposite experiences with him because I'm in the play. Granted, I think all but one team in my league makes it, but um, how the hell does that work? There were so. All right, (laughs) what's uh, the point of the regular season? Well, here I'm gonna tell you. So, what happened is we have we normally do a big league where it's a massive payout. Um, Unfortunately, this year with COVID, nobody wanted to take the chance. We didn't know what was going to happen. We didn't even know if there would be a season that they'd finish or what. So. We did a smaller league, the people that did still want to, and it was like a $20 buy-in. Um, it, it was just for fun, so we weren't bored. Okay. So my, well, and I'm going to let you go. Go ahead. I got your bagel this morning. And Appreciate I told that. you, I don't do anything that's not calculated. 
Uh, of course. Which means that you draft my team next year. I don't care where we at in the world. I don't care what time the league is. I don't care what time the draft is. Pearl Picks is picking my team. I need five percent of the winnings. No, you got a bagel. You win. That's it. Listen, <laughs> I just bought you a bagel, bro. Listen, like, I, I can I, come I, to you and I can guarantee you. you know, I can is, guarantee like, you a spot in the Super Bowl if I draft your this team. This hasn't been like the best morning. First, he's calling to check on me, see where I'm at. That's he was getting, late. I'm getting his bagel. That's why I'm late. <laughs> that's why he was a little snippy on the yeah, phone when I, I called. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't. Tor- no, no I, was, I know. I was going to tell you, tell Pearl, don't worry about me. That's why. That's why I said yeah, I walked yeah, through the door, yeah. and then uh, he steals my chair. So all that being said, we're gonna get to Pearl's picks, but you pick my team next year, and no, you don't get ten percent anything. We'll, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. Go ahead. So before I get into the picks, uh, I kind of made a move myself. Uh, so Cam Akers, um, Rams running back, was sitting out there, um, really on a waiver wire. Nice. Mm-hmm. And I've really been struggling at running back for the last couple weeks in one of my leagues. Kareem Hunt hasn't performed in a while. No, he DeAndre not. Swift has been hurt. Josh Jacobs is now hurt. And um, Miles Sanders simply has probably been one of the biggest fantasy football disappointments all year. So I've seen Cam Maker sitting out there. And, you know, it's playoff time. One mm-hmm. loss, you're, you're done. Right. And uh, took a, you know took a chance, put him in the starting lineup, 29 points. So I'm off to a, a solid yeah, week 14. I can't get four players to get 29 points. I know, dude. It, it you know was – yeah, there were a couple of rough weeks there. So let's get into it. Uh, the quarterbacks that I'm going to start this week for round one of the playoffs, that's going to be Ryan Tannehill versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jags ranked 30th uh, in fantasy against the pass. Six quarterbacks in a row have passed for two-plus touchdowns against them. Uh, Ryan Tannehill also had 34 fantasy points in their first matchup earlier this season. And he has 20-plus fantasy points in the last three games. Uh, I expect him to definitely finish the fantasy football season strong. Secondly, Justin Herbert versus the Atlanta Falcons. Now, we all know the Chargers got whooped on last week, 45-0. to In uh, standard leagues, he had four points. You know, and I and I took a I took I suffered with this. Justin Herbert is my starting quarterback in two of the four leagues that I play in. That's rough. Yeah, so I had a rough week with it last week. Um, kind of expected that. You know, Bill Belichick is a better coach than Anthony Lynn. And rookie quarterback simply doesn't do much against Bill Belichick no. historically. Uh, so four fantasy points standard and standard leagues Let la- me ask last you week. Quick question. Do you have a majority of the same lineup through all your different teams or your different leagues? Or do you is it like mixed? Like, it dep- it's mixed. Like it depends okay. on where I'm drafting. So at. you're not. Oh, I got you. So okay. like if I'm dra- if I got a top five pick and then I got a pick that's in the bottom four. Yeah. My team is probably going to look totally different. Okay, but if you're on the waiver wire, are you picking up all the same people in all those leagues? Or it, de- it really depends really? On, on my team. Okay. You know, so sometimes I try to – if you draft well, you can stay off of there unless it's injuries. But it really just depends on the team. It depends on who's hot and who's not. Um, some teams, like I have a CBS league I play in. Excuse me, I've probably made six moves all year. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, so. I'm just trying to get into the head of Pearly. Yeah, so. I make six moves every week. <laughs> Atlanta ranks 32nd uh, in the league against the pass, so I expect Justin Herbert to pick up where he uh, left off about two weeks ago. Uh, seven quarterbacks with at least 300 yards passing, and five have scored three touchdowns or more. Herbert had 300 yards passing and two-plus touchdowns in every start prior to last week versus the Patriots. Uh, the third start I'm going to have is Tom Brady versus the Minnesota Vikings. Tom Brady is coming off a bye week at 43 years old. I think we all can agree that he needed to let his body rest and get some time to heal up before he got down to the stretch run. 23 points or more coming off a of bye week in five career games. 
Am I starting him over Matt Ryan? I would. Okay. I would. Five of the last seven quarterbacks to face the Vikings have scored at least three touchdowns. So that's another uh, thing you might want to look at. Okay. So, of course, you know, I'm not going to give you that every week starter. So this week at quarterback, um, if you don't have a better option, start Ryan Tannehill, start Justin Herbert, start Tom Brady. Uh, I'm going to sit Tua Tagovailoa. I think I finally got that right. Yeah, you did. Yeah. I'm going to sit him versus the Kansas City Chiefs. He has not topped 20 fantasy points since week nine of the season. The Chiefs defense can uh, seems to be able to step up and make big plays and big moments. And it seems like Tua has really hit that rookie wall. He's not able to connect with his number one wide receiver. And we're seeing evidence of that week in and week out now. Um, he couldn't even take advantage of a poor Bengals defense. Yeah. You know, and everybody thought they were going to get lit up. I mean, hell, the Dolphins was 13-point favorites in that game. I mean, do you think they came out and threw him in too quick? I just think that, I mean, it's a learning curve. This yeah. is the NFL. Yeah. You know, so those things happen. I want to say Kirk Cousins versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And the reason why, Kirk Cousins has actually been solid in the last four to five games, but the reason why this game is on the road, um, he struggled on the road this year in five games this season. He's only averaging 12.8 fantasy points per game. You like that? <laughs> I don't think he does. No, no. Um, couldn't and, and like I said, Bucks defense is just fresh off a of bye week as well. I think that whole team would be rejuvenated and ready to go. And then the final quarterback I'm going to sit this week, uh, Cleveland don't kill me for this. I'm going to sit Baker Mayfield versus the Baltimore Ravens. Baker has played exceptionally. He played exceptionally well last week. Um, he definitely progressed to that game. Still hasn't turned the ball over in five games. Um, been on fire, but I just think the Ravens serve as a much tougher test, you know, against him. Uh, five career matchups versus the Ravens. Mayfield has scored over 19 fantasy points just once. However, he has beat them each season. So I think, uh, you know, we we'll get into the game predictions a little later. I think the Browns has a solid chance to win this game, but I think uh, the way the game will be won will be much different than how the game was uh, taken care of last week. Yeah, definitely. So, no again, uh, the quarterbacks we're going to sit is Tua, Kirk Cousins, and Baker Mayfield. On to our running backs here. Uh, we're going to start Ty Johnson, New York Jets running back versus the Seattle Seahawks. If anybody doesn't know, Frank Gore got hurt earlier last week's game. Mike's sitting over here rolling his eyes. He's probably going to go pick him up. Yeah, you can play the violin yeah. all you want to, whatever. It's all love, Pearl. Yeah. So Ty Johnson got in there after uh, Frank Gore got hurt early on in that game, and he actually stood out. You know, he, he served as an every down back. Seattle ranks 23rd against the run in fantasy football, has allowed 10 touchdowns to running backs over the past six games as well. Uh, he had 24 targets, Johnson that is, 24 targets, 117 yards, and a touchdown uh, last week's game. So uh, he's probably going to get the majority of not all the snaps this week, and I look to him to take advantage of uh, yeah. a Seattle mm -hmm. defense that has not shown that they can stop the run all year. No, what, what happened last week? Yeah, and which actually, you know, a nice segue because Wayne uh, Gallum, okay. Gallman, I'm sorry, Wayne Gallman, New York Giants running back versus the Arizona Cardinals, I'm going to start him. Last week, as you just pointed out, Mike, he had a career-high 135 yards rushing on 16 carries. Yeah. Um, he scored a, a touchdown in six of the last seven games, and the Cardinals have allowed five touchdowns to rushers in the last three games. I'm also going to start Jonathan Taylor at running back um, from the Colts versus the Las Vegas Raiders. Raiders ranked 28th against the run. Uh, he had 16 touches and 114 yards in the last two games, those games being against Green Bay and Houston. Raiders have allowed rushing touchdowns in three straight games. So I look for them to continue that, plus, you know, the Colts and the Raiders, which honestly I think should be a very good game. 
you know, that's that, that got a lot of playoff implications there. I, I will be watching that one. Yeah. I'm watching that one for sure. I think everyone yeah. should be watching that one. That That's the difference between the Browns playing on the road and mm-hmm. playing at home right now, there. They, yeah. with, with all due respect to uh, Pittsburgh, they should have flexed that game. Yeah. 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 Cause I agree with that because that's going to be a good game. So, yeah, we're going to start. Is that a 430 CBS game? I believe so. I believe so. Good. Yeah. At least we got time to watch it, right? Yeah. We don't yeah. have to worry about being stressed Sunday. So starting Ty Johnson, Jonathan Taylor, and Wayne Gallman at running back. The running backs I'm going to sit, and, you know, I just talked about my fantasy team a little bit. I'm sitting Miles Sanders this week versus the New Orleans Saints. Um, people that's alive and that's playing in the playoffs hear me. Do not let the name of Miles Sanders force you to put him in your lineup just because of his name. The truth is he has not lived up to the fantasy expectations at all this year. And at this point of the season, one wrong move and you're going home. Okay, um, has not scored a rushing touchdown since week five against Pittsburgh when he ran for those two touchdowns. Um, 18 total touches in the last two games, 16 total fantasy points in the last three. Now, here's the kicker with this. New Orleans has not allowed a 100-yard rusher all year. Oh, really? Yeah. Also leads the NFL with fewest touchdowns surrendered to opposing running backs. You know, now the only thing that can be tricky about this is Jalen Hurts is now in, so you might see a lot more read option, might open things up. But I expect the New Orleans Saints defense to be what it has been, pretty much. Yeah, it all should season. hold. It should hold. Yeah, absolutely. You know? um, Raheem Mostert, San Francisco's running back. I'm going to sit him. Uh, Washington, they're playing against the Washington football team. Um, I still can't get over that. Yeah, they rank third in the NFL against the run. Third in, uh, in fantasy football against the run. Have not allowed a rusher to score in the last four games. Only one rusher to score since week five. So they're pretty stingy. I think, Tommy, yeah. you, got a, you got a taste of that last, uh, mm. what was that, last Monday. Monday. Yeah. It's a good thing I missed that game. Yeah, I bet you. Yeah. I'm glad you was working, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah no doubt. And <laughs> hey, we were um, all worried about you in the group text, too. He, was just he like, wasn't you know, responding. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. You know, and, that, like, and like we talked about earlier, this is what Washington's defense has done pretty much all season. So I expect more of the same. I'm also going to sit either Zach Moss, Devin Singletary. I actually will sit both of them versus Pittsburgh this week. Uh, the run defense is ranked second in the NFL and uh, have given up the third few fantasy, third fewest fantasy points to fantasy running backs all season. Um, you know, the backs have not fared well all season in fantasy, and I wouldn't risk either of them right now. Uh, Singletary, again, looks looking like a bust. Zach Moss, I came on late, played solid, but – at this point of the season, I wouldn't trust mm-hmm. it. So I'm going to sit Miles Sanders, Raheem Mostert, and Zach Moss, and Devin Singletary. We're going to go on to the wide receivers. The wide receivers I'm going to start this week, Corey Davis versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. Corey Davis had a hell of a game against the Browns last week. Yeah, He really showed up and showed out. And truthfully, he's probably had his best season since he's been in the NFL this yeah. year, uh, at least the most productive one. Corey Davis scored 35 PPR points versus the Browns. Uh, the Jags uh, have allowed duos, being him and A.J. Brown, to score more than 15 fantasy points in the same game eight times this year. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, everybody oh, knows A.J. Brown to get his. Yeah. But uh, Corey Davis should be able to get his off this week as well. So that would be something to look forward to. Um, Kiki QT. Deshaun, that was a mouthful. Yeah, Deshaun Watson's new number two wide receiver due yeah. to all these injuries and suspensions that's going on around here. Dude, it's ridiculous. Yeah. They're See? playing the Chicago Bears. Um, Kiki had eight catches for 141 yards off of nine targets. He wasn't in pros picks. He was not in pros picks last week. Yeah, because I, you know what? I was indecisive about him. And guess what? He went off. I picked him up. 
Did you really? Hey, nice. Hey, I no, no BS. I did. Yeah. Only because I had Will Fuller. What did it get you? A lot of points. Yeah, but no where, thing, but no where are you? Where are you? I'm outside looking in. Yeah, you gone in fishing. The basement. Yeah. Yeah. But, but once Will Fuller, I was like, you know what? Let's, let's take a shot. At so, him. so in one year, one calendar year, Deshaun Watson goes from DeAndre Hopkins to say his name again. Kiki QT. They drafted him in the third round a couple of years ago, so it was, it was actually good to see this kid show some production. Yeah. Because I was questioning that pick personally as a fan. Um, Chicago sits number five against the pass this season, but have struggled against number one wideouts the last three weeks. Brandon uh, Cooks is dealing with a concussion, so he's probably going to be a game-time decision. Also, DJ Shark versus the Tennessee Titans. Titans ranked 30th against opposing wide receivers. I think us in Cleveland know how bad that got for them last week. They actually gave Mm -hmm. up passing touchdowns to three different Browns receivers last week. Um, And DJ Shark has scored at least 14 fantasy points in two of the last three games. So I'm going to start Corey Davis, Kiki QT, and DJ Shark. I'm going to sit Devontae Parker versus Kansas City. Um, him and Tua just seem to not be able to be on the same page, and they have the second, the Chiefs, that is, the second-ranked uh, defense against the pass. Um, I'm going to sit Chase Claypool. Uh, and, Tommy, this would be an interesting one. He was only on the field for 44% of the snaps last week, and really? I think a lot of that had to do with uh, an interview that Big Ben had about James Washington saying that he mm-hmm. needed to see him more on the field. And have him more part of the offense. Um, he did have a good game last And week. he had a good game. So I, I thought Claypool was going to catch that. It was, a, it was probably like a 40-yard pass. Yeah. If he dropped it though. Go ahead. Yeah, so uh, four targets, two catches, and 38 yards last week. I'm also going to sit Christian Kirk versus the New York Giants. In the last four games, he has a total of 20 fantasy points combined. Uh, three targets and one catch, two yards last game versus the Rams. The Giants defense did pretty well against Seattle's high-powered offense, stopping uh, Tyler Lockett and DJ Metcalf as well. So we're going to see Devontae Parker, Chase Claypool, and Christian Kirk. One more one more thing. I, I hate to keep interrupting my guy here, but, you know, he says sick quick, uh, Christian Kirk. Mm-hmm. He has been tearing my ass up <laughs> all season. <laughs> and now you say sit him, which is like, nah, he's already got me, so, you know, screw him, I guess. I mean, yeah, I mean, beginning of the season he was hot, and yeah. I really thought mm-hmm. he was going to finish that way. But for whatever reason, as the season goes on, it just seems like these things change. Yeah. And it's, it's been hard for him to even come by targets lately. On to the tight ends. We're going to start Hunter Henry versus Atlanta. Um, it seems like everybody that played for the Chargers had a down week last week, but they get a nice bounce-back matchup against Atlanta. Um, was held in check. You know, he had one catch for like three yards. Prior to the last week, he had 13 fantasy points in the last 13 games uh, each. Atlanta's defense has been one of the worst against tight ends all season, and they ranked top five in touchdowns allowed. Robert Tyen, the Green Bay Packers tight end, going to start him versus the Detroit Lions. Lions has given up the seven most fantasy points to tight ends all season. And Tanyan has scored a touchdown in the last three games that he has played in. I'm going to also start Rob Gronkowski coming off a of bye week versus Minnesota. The game before the bye week, he had six catches and 106 yards against the Kansas City Chiefs defense. That's pretty good against the pass. And the Vikings is going to be without top linebacker Edric, uh, Eric Kendricks. He's dealing with a calf injury. So that, that can come out huge, and uh, Rob might have a big game. So start Hunter Henry, Robert Tanyan, and Rob Gronkowski at tight end. Um, we're going to sit Austin Hooper versus the Baltimore Ravens. He's not really been as productive as I thought he would be in a past game. You know, it's kind of sucks that we pay him all that money, and he seems to not be a part of that. Only two targets in three of the last four games with uh, eight catches and 81 yards. Baker, as as he's looked better, he's starting to find his wide receivers more. So, Yeah, definitely. Something to think about mm-hmm. there. Going to sit Zach Ertz versus New Orleans. Uh, with Jalen Hurts saying it's just a lot of unknown. We don't know what Philly's offense is going to look like going forward. He 
He's missed five games, came back last week, had two catches for 31 yards on four targets. Um, Saints have not allowed a tight end to score since week five. So, again, that defense is going to step up and hold true. TJ Hawkinson versus the Green Bay Packers. Uh, week two versus the Packers, he was only targeted four times. And here's a little interesting tidbit that I found. Now, one of my favorite corners in the NFL is Jair Alexander, who plays corner for the Green Bay Packers. There's been stories out there this week that uh, he actually might draw the assignment of TJ Hawkinson. You got to think, Galladay is hurt. Marvin Jones doesn't prove to be worthy. So take away their top pass uh, option with the uh, top corner. Right. So uh, that would be interesting to see. Um, the Packers are just simply one of the better defenses against tight ends all season. Um, so, yeah, we're going to sit Austin Hooper, Zach Ertz, and TJ Hawkinson. I'll give you two defenses to start and two defenses to sit. We're going to start Seattle's defense versus the Jets. We're going to start Kansas City's defense versus Miami. And we're going to sit Minnesota's defense versus the Bucks, And we're going to sit the Dolphins' defense versus the Chiefs. Yeah. So, you know, good luck to everybody that's uh, made it to the playoffs. Um, hopefully actually. these picks can uh, help you out, advance to the next round. Um, if not, oh well, there's should always start, next start year. Justin Tucker? Uh, I don't care about a kicker. Okay. Start whatever kicker. Well, you shouldn't start well, anybody. No, no, you don't say good luck to anybody. Wait, wait, well, here's not. the thing. Here's the thing. You're no longer starting anybody. Listen, well, no, listen. he's probably. I'm. I, so I just checked. I'm in a constellation game. Yeah, I, I don't. I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't play that. You, yeah. you think that disrespectful? What constellation? Right, if I'm not playing for the money. I'm not. I yeah, I could care less. Yeah, I, you know like I don't, I don't even want to be in it. But I know so he I'm has done. a great with people that don't start, they don't set the lineup. Well, well, no, in my league, uh, actually, once you're eliminated, your team is locked. You can't make any. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Anyway. yeah. Well, no. So here's my other problem is I. No, go ahead. But yeah, he said know. good luck next year. You damn right, good luck next yeah. year. Yeah. Guess who's yeah. picking my team? So like I said, to everybody that's in a in the playoffs, you know, getting ready for round one, uh, guys like myself who lost a bye week. Uh, go get it done. This has been Pearl's Picks presented to you by Dazzle Vanity. Again, Dazzle Vanity is located at 6647 Mayfield Road. You can contact Regina and tell her Pearl sent you at 440-671-3377. She's going to give you a little percentage off your services if you get up there today. I'm going to just tell them from the coffee club. I'm not, I don't, I'm not a fan of Pearl's Picks. I'm not in the playoffs. So I just <laughs> tell her, hey, I'm with the coffee club. Y'all got a question for y'all. What's up? Y'all ready to talk some football after this commercial break? You know it. Absolutely. When we come back, has Baker Mayfield arrived? Has he? We'll be back on uh, the Coffee Club on AllSportsCleveland.com. This is everyone's favorite season, Autumn, from Triple Threat, and you're listening to AllSportsCleveland.com, the home of the NEL Christmas Classic. Coats for Kids Cleveland was started in 1981 by local radio station employees. Since then, we have raised over $3.25 million and distributed over 500,000 coats in Northeast Ohio through the Salvation Army and more than 75 other social service agencies. All donated coats are cleaned by Sintas prior to distribution. Our goal for 2013 is to acquire 25,000 new or light new coats and raise $125,000. Your generous gift of $100 will purchase six new coats for children in need. Call our office today at 216-986-8957 to make a donation or check out our website at coachforkidscleveland.org to find a list of drop-off locations and hear about our sponsored raffles and contests. If you have a child in need of a coat, you can register with the Salvation Army of Greater Cleveland along with their Christmas registration. For time and date and location information, contact the Cleveland Area Salvation Army at 216-861-8185. 
At Coats for Kids Cleveland, we hope to make every child feel warm this holiday season. Wags for Warriors is a nonprofit based organization in Northeast Ohio started to help service men and women that have been affected by their combat experience. Wax for Warriors works with local rescue organizations to match veterans with an appropriate dog and provide all the training and support for the dog at no cost to the veteran. Follow us on Facebook for event information or call us at 330-285-3941. And remember, the war may be over for them, but the battle has just begun. You and your family are connected by routine and you stick to it. But what if a disaster strikes without warning? What if your day's routine is disrupted and you can't reach your family? Have you planned for that? Before a disaster turns your family's world upside down, be ready. Get a kit. Make a plan. Be informed. Learn how at www.ready.gov. Brought to you by the Federal Emergency Management Agency and the Ad Council. We are the talk of the land. AllSportsCleveland.com. Valley View, Cleveland. the 2018 high school football playoffs on allsportscleveland.com. It's an option to the right. Gloria's is going to keep it himself looking for the end zone, and he is in for the touchdown. Well, that didn't take long, and Luke Gloria looks poised. The American Red Cross is currently looking for Clevelanders like you to donate blood during the 2013-2014 calendar year. Thousands of at-need recipients are counting on people like you to give generously of your time and the gift of life via blood donation. The American Red Cross is also accepting donations of platelets, plasma, and double red cells. The American Red Cross will also accept monetary donations. For more information on how you can get involved with your local division of the Red Cross, please visit redcross.org slash oh slash Cleveland. The need is constant. The gratification is instant. Give blood. Warriors is a nonprofit based organization in Northeast Ohio started to help service men and women that have been affected by their combat experience. Wax for Warriors works with local rescue organizations to match veterans with an appropriate dog and provide all the training and support for the dog at no cost to the veteran. Follow us on Facebook for event information or call us at 330-285-3941. And remember, the war may be over for them. But the battle has just begun. We are the talk of the land. AllSportsCleveland.com. Valley View, Cleveland. This is Jake from 216 Sports Call, and you're listening to All Sports Cleveland. The- we are back live on the Coffee Club, AllSportsCleveland.com. Talk of the land. What up? So let's just get right back into it. It's time to finally talk some football. Baker Mayfield had an outstanding game last week, 25 of 33, 334 yards, four touchdowns. And you called it, sir. I'll give you that. Thank you. You know, he, uh, he tied a record by Otto Graham um, that had stood it since 1951. Yeah, man, I, I, I totally agree with you. He had a great first half. Yeah. So I guess the question I now. I'm not giving him a full game. That's fine. So the question now, after finally beating a team that was over 500 um, and Baker – being the primary reason that we won the game, yep. has Baker Mayfield arrived? Yeah. I So here's the thing. Me and, me and Tommy were talking about this uh, a little bit before the show, but uh, I don't – he's not – I don't know that I'm ready to say he's a franchise quarterback yet. Um, however, yeah, I mean, I, I, he's, he's more than serviceable at this point. I, I, I know you like to have him pass the eye test, but look at his stats. I mean, he's putting up stats like Peyton Manning, like um, 
Oh my God! What? Brett Favre. Favre, the other one, Saint, Saints. Why can't I think of his Drew name? Drew Brees. Drew Brees. Thank you. I, I mean, he, dude, he's putting up numbers. The the kid's good. He has the talent. He's always been an underdog, but I think he has the potential to grow. Well, and we've seen it. it we, yeah. I mean, we have literally watched him progress. He finally has a competent coach mm-hmm. who is implementing the necessary uh, making the necessary adjustments to make us a winning football team um and and these aren't we mentioned it earlier these aren't ne- not at all these aren't really his picks you know the, he inherited a lot of this so um i mean i i think he's making do with what he's got and yeah i'm i'm in the i'm on the bandwagon for baker i i really am so your question your answer would be yes he has yeah. tell me what you think oh man it's so hard to tell i would say not yet I'd say he's definitely he's definitely getting there. He's on the rise, but I I need to see consistency out of him because so much of this season, you know, he has a great game like last week, and then he lays an egg against the Raiders. He has a horrible game against the Steelers and Ravens, and then he has a good game against like the Colts. Right? I need to see that type of performance that he had in the first half. I need to see that for the rest of the season. So my answer to this question is not yet. Yes, not yet. Not yet. Baker played phenomenal. I no actually doubt. predicted. No doubt. I yep. said that Baker will go out there and play phenomenal. Now, let's get into because we got a half hour to talk about this. Okay. Mm-hmm. So let's get into exactly. You want my answer? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I'm sorry. I, I, I'm I'm sorry. You know, you you was pouring, pouring. I gotta see more. So, so for not you, yet. really, I'm the only one. So it's three to one. Yeah. Yeah. My thing with him is uh, let's uh show me Monday night for sure. That's yep. that's start mm-hmm. one. Like you said, you know, you let it get egg against the mm-hmm. I want that Raider game back so bad. Yeah, yeah. but we can't. Wildcard, we, we owe them one. Yeah. We're going to get them for sure. So you, <laughs> you got three people saying not yet, one saying yes. Hold on. You got Jay, the the new board op. Mm-hmm. I'm with Mike Allen. I, I think uh I think Baker's going to come with it. We'll see. But let me get into why I don't think so just yet. For the same reasons that Jeremy and Aaron on the set has said on the board, for the same reason that Tommy said and for Mike said. It's the consistency for me. It, it truly is. I am mm-hmm. very happy with what happened last week. Yeah. But can you duplicate that against a, another quality opponent, against a defense that's a little bit better than the defense that you played against last week? Can you come out there with that same moxie, that same swagger, that same confidence, that same level of being prepared and mm-hmm. awareness of what's going on? I've seen Baker do things that I hadn't. You said my thing has always been an eye test, right? I seen Baker Mayfield actually look off his primary receiver and Same move yep. the safety with his eyes yep. for the first time, I, and and at least that I can remember in his career. Now, the reason that brought me to the prediction uh, last week was because he's not turned the ball over in now five games. But you can see each week that you know Stefanski was trusting him with a little bit more, and yep. it was almost that like he was leading up to a big moment. Mm-hmm. And that big moment happened to be the first half last week. A so, lot of that was done in the pocket without rolling out. You know, he was he missed zero percent of his targets last week. First uh-huh. time ever in his career, dude. He was yeah. dropping dimes too. I he mean, was. they were falling out of the sky. Yeah. What did you see on that on the, on the touchdown pass at DBJ? I seen uh, I seen that he read the defense. I'm just saying, as far as like the cornerback, you think he just thought he was about to throw out route? No, or I you think I mean, that was all DBJ. I think I think DBJ shook the draws off of him. That's a, I think that double move killed him. 
You know, he Baker was, seen his coverage. The double move cured him, and he rolled out. And did you see how fast the ball got out of his hand? Yeah, yeah. But the first, like you said. Yeah, you know, the only thing with DPJ is uh, he should have had two of them. Mm. You know, we beat up on Baker a lot. We beat up on San Diego a lot. Say, yep. You know, and me and you talked about that. Catch the damn football. You yep. get paid to catch the football. Yeah. Period. So, like you were saying, right, each week Stefanski is letting him do a little more, a little more, right? Each week he's getting a little better, ultimately leading up to that first half. So the question is, was that first half the peak? Yeah, the, uh, that's a good question, too. That is a good question because I honestly believe now, for whatever reason, now I think Baker can probably be a little bit better than that. So, and I'm going to get everybody else a, a little yeah, time to chime in. Go ahead. Not to change the subject, there's a gentleman out there that's, what, that's a free agent right now. At this point in the season, do you think a free agent is a free agent for a reason? Who are we talking about? I'm just asking a question. Well, I think it's a reason behind it all. Okay, cool. Because the way Sandejo has been playing, Earl Thomas is sitting there uh, just doing nothing. Hmm. So I've heard a few people, though, that – don't really believe that it's Sandejo that's necessarily the problem, that he's shoring up some of our linebackers who are missing assignments and, and whatnot. He's actually had relatively decent play this year. Um, it doesn't look like that, but, I, I mean, you you do notice he's in on every single play. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, he's always he, – he, the guy's got a nose for the ball, so I don't know. They see something in him. I'm well, not saying he's great, but – I. Yeah, he's doing his job, I think. So, so back to the, you know, to the topic here. Has Baker arrived? <clears throat> mm-hmm. The offense that Baker is in is perfect for what Baker does well. Yeah, but this offense that he's in is one of those offenses that's a little bit complicated, and that you have to learn in stages. You know, uh, first year the offense is typically the training wheels are still on. Mm-hmm. You're learning the language. You're learning the reads. And as you progress through that first season, a little bit more starts to happen. You know, and I, I was listening to a reporter earlier this week, and he made a good point. There's a high possibility that when Baker trots out on the field, Stefanski or Van Pilk, you know, they're giving him two plays, right? You get to the line of scrimmage. If you see this, you do that. If you see that, you do this. You Okay? To what you just said, they give him two plays. Do you think that they see – I'm sorry, do you think that uh, Stefanski, you know, they can talk to him up to five seconds? You think they're saying go either A or B? I think once he gets to the line, I think that has been the case. Okay. Mm-hmm. But I think Stefanski also has probably sat down with Baker and said, okay, I need you to learn how to see it yourself. Right. No, what I'm, yeah. I see what you're saying, but what I'm asking you is, do you think he gives him two plays A and B, and then when Baker gets to the line of scrimmage, Stefanski yeah. or Van Pelt sees something, be like, all right, we're going with B. Yeah, I think so. Okay. I mean, I yeah, so. isn't that a primary reason that they do the hard count? Or, or well, I mean, well, other no, than I mean, trying no. to get him to draw offside, the, but they the, do that. The like, hard count is something. It gets. I get what you're saying. You're, you you, you can show expose. your defense. Yes. Yeah, you get them to show their defense. Yeah. Okay. They're essentially going to show their hand. So Baker gets to the line of scrimmage. He gets two plays. The center is probably making all the line calls mm-hmm. because again, he's in year one of the offense. You want to make this as less complicated for him as you possibly can. Right. And Baker has shown during the second half of the season that he's able to take on more. If anybody recalled Kevin Stefanski's uh, bi-week press conference, they asked him specifically about Baker Mayfield. He says that Baker needs to show more as the season goes on. They two spent the whole bi-week together going over film, and 
really fixing what was wrong. Baker had a great quote earlier this week. I'm going to read it to you. We're a completely different team than what we are than what we were early on, obviously, for the better. We've learned a lot about ourselves, scheme wise, personnel wise, and what we need to do to be able to have that success. We're a different, we're a very different team, but they are as well. It's different, and that's basically what I'm mm-hmm. saying. You're starting to see it to be just simply different. Yeah. They're learning the scheme, they're learning the personnel, they're learning what's worked, and like any team in the NFL wants to be doing it. You're peaking at the right time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. And that's what matters. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's definitely where where the uh, the good teams separate from everyone else, right? I mean, it, it's more or less mm-hmm. if you peak at the right time. Okay, so let me ask you guys a question. We're talking about has Baker arrived yet. All right, so I'm going to give you guys a scenario, uh, just the potential outcome of the season, and you tell me if Baker has arrived or not. Okay, um, he loses to the Ravens. He beats the Steelers. The Browns finish twelve and four. They lose in the first round of the playoffs, thirty-eight to thirty-five in overtime. Has Baker arrived? It depends on how Baker looks. But see, that—that's the thing. I'm not really much of a stats guy. Okay. Yeah, numbers don't lie, but mm-hmm. numbers don't tell the whole story. Mm-hmm. You know, how did Baker look in those games that we won or lost? Mm-hmm. You know, did did he was he, did he contribute to the loss? Did he contribute much to the victory? Yeah. It's his execution on point. Those are the things that I'm always looking for. I don't really mm-hmm. care too much about the numbers because, yeah, the numbers do look pretty good. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I've seen him not execute more often than not in the red zone. I've seen him miss wide open wide receivers. I've seen him throw the ball behind wide receivers. Yeah, I've seen him hold the ball too long. I've seen him make poor decisions. You know, last week I've seen him put it all together in the first half. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's – it's really about how did those games turn out? How did he look in those games for me to be able to answer that? Mm-hmm. It's hard to answer that question now. I look at Baker and I say, like, look, man, at this point, and you told, you told me last night in a group chat, every game now is the biggest game of his life. Yep. Like, there is no more, oh, man, let's just go out and Maybe whatever. not the Jets game. I think that Maybe. game. Maybe. Because it's not – if we go out and lose to the Jets, what's going to happen that Friday on that oh, Friday show? Dude, well, yeah, it'll be doom and gloom. It's the apocalypse, total yeah, twenty twenty thing to happen. But my thing is, uh, as far as Baker, like you said, we've seen him miss open receivers. We've seen him throw. The, he's he's not like the uh, accurate thrower of the football, but like you just the eye test would tell you, it's a bit like last week, you can't say he's not an accurate thrower. Right. Every week before, you can say this dude. It's questionable. Yeah. Like what the hell? You right. Know, like, you know what I'm saying? Like. How many times, like you said uh, last week on the show, and uh, how much of that six is four tight ends jumping against the ball? Mm-hmm. You, you wasn't here last week, but the game against uh, not the Titans. Who did we just beat before the Titans? Uh, Philly? No, uh, Jacksonville. Jack- Jacksonville. Jacksonville. Yeah, he's overthrowing tight ends. He's overthrowing Higgins. He's overthrowing. I mean, it's just like so. He just he's like it's like a roller coaster with this dude. Right. You know what I mean? So he he's right. Let's ride his wave. Let's just continue what you did last week, minus the second half. Like I said, you can't game plan for being up 31. But, True. And, you know, the Jets game just came into play. Baker's not the only one that's progressed. Our head coach has progressed. And there's something about Kevin Stefanski that just always sticks out about his level of being able to just keep his poise, keep his composure. Is progress and, the right word to use? I think he had. I think so. I think he's, he's definitely progressed. He's not making the same mistakes that he, he was making week one. As a head coach. Uh, right. I don't think progress is the right word. I think it probably is. 
but I, I had way more expectations of him. I don't think he he's not like he hasn't peaked. <laughs> he but that says peaked. how highly you think of him. I, I, I thought for sure, you know, from from day one, he didn't, you know, he didn't have the cliches. He didn't have. A, he's like, let's go play some football. Yeah. It's X's and O. Look, we're going to yeah. go out there and execute one. Yo, I love Kevin Stefanski. Oh, for sure. I love him. For sure. You know. I wish I had the address. Yeah. I'd take him that bagel. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, you, you just – because he's a rookie head coach. He's installing a brand-new system. And I guess the point I was getting to was that's a trap game. The Jets game is for a trap sure. game. Yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah. I can guarantee you Kevin Stefanski at that time, because we have two games before that, and we all know by now Kevin Stefanski is not going to let anybody on his team look past what we got to handle Monday night. Mm-hmm. But when that time comes, be I, I believe that he's, you know, they're going to be ready mm-hmm. and everything yeah. will be ready to go. So One thing I, I want to ask is that with, uh, with Stefanski is that uh, – Back to what we were talking about the first segment of the show. It felt like we've been here before. Mm-hmm. I think it's because he's been there before. Yeah, he has. That's what I'm saying. He has for sure. Yeah, with, uh, Minnesota. But I'm thinking. I just feel like I'm not excited. I'm excited, but I'm not like excited. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, I, I get like exactly we, what you're saying. There's there's a lot more to be done, and you know at this point, uh, I'm really just taking it one week. I mean, the head coach has me as a fan, thinking mm-hmm. one week at a time. Yeah, you know, so it keeps me from getting high, too high or too low. The only thing I give a damn about this week is beating the Baltimore Ravens. That's the only thing I care about. I'm and glad that's we fine. Yeah, that's definitely the mindset you want. Let's yeah. go one and zero each week. Not don't look at the big picture yet. We'll get there when the time comes. Yeah. Right now, let's focus focus on the task at hand. And that's what he said. Beat the Ravens last uh, when they had a press conference uh, Wednesday. It was just like they just they asked him, "Oh man, you got flexed. Well, how you feel about that?" He's like, "Look, man, they just tell me where to show up and what time to be there. That's, that's it." it. That's all it tells me. And I was okay. like, damn. Half the reason that game got flexed, though, is because Dallas and San Francisco mm-hmm. is a dumpster fire. For sure. Yeah. But I don't care why it got flexed. I'm just happy it got flexed. Yeah. So How you feel about the Monday night? You got to wait. I don't like that. I as a want, fan? I just want to play. I mean, as as a fan, get, I'm excited because my team gets national exposure. But, you know. I'm ready to get on. I, yeah, I get. I mean, I tailgate at 5, 36 in the morning, and I'm anxious for 1 o'clock kickoff. So I can only imagine how anxious I'm going to be knowing that I got to wait till Monday night to watch my team play. I remember that because I, I called you. I think I texted you at like 5 o'clock. And you were like asleep. And I was like, what the hell? Yeah. Leave it up since 530. Yeah. <laughs> Probably before that. Seriously. But um, another question. The fifth-year option. At this point, is Baker getting a fifth-year option or is he getting a contract extension? He's going to get the option. He's, yeah. He, he, this, this franchise is not tied to him. Mm-hmm. So I think just to keep him even keel, you give him the option. You just you don't extend him to next year if you're going if you're going to. Right. I don't think they're going to. Though. Mm-hmm. I think I agree with that. I think he he's on a play out your contract and prove it type thing. Yeah, you get you you gonna yeah. get the uh, extend. You gonna get the uh, option just because we don't need to have we don't need to go into the season not knowing what's gonna happen. Yeah. Right. So yeah, he gets the it. option because they want to see. Like, they've definitely seen an improvement out of the whole team as a whole this year. They want to see what he can do in the second year in the Stefanski system, so they're going to give him that option. And then if he really exceeds next year, maybe they'll give him an extension. Well, yeah, definitely get the extension. What constitutes yeah. really exceeding? Uh, win you the division. You, you, can't, yeah, you can't regress. Okay. Which is he's setting the bar. That's what I'm saying. The bar's ridiculously high right now. Yeah, so you can't, you're not going to win. My bold prediction is we're going to win out. So you can't win 13 games and come back and win like seven. Right. You see what I'm saying? Did you hear his bold prediction? Yeah. Yeah. For 13 sure. That games. is not going to happen. Is that, is that far-fetched? Um, I yes. don't think so. Want to know every week? I don't think it's far-fetched at all. 
The Browns <laughs> thirteen to three. I told, I told you guys earlier that I, I mean I'm enjoying the ride, but I fully expect the other shoe to drop at some point. Hey man, I hope it doesn't. I think you're right though. I mean, like you're not wrong. I'm just saying. But you I just, just said a Patriots record and slapped the Cleveland Browns next to it. So I just let's, gotta, ju- let's just have a moment of silence for that right now. <laughs> that this is this is just weird. Okay. So check this out. We definitely have people listening. I just got a text that says, "Give them the option and trade them this offseason." Oh, you're not, you're not getting informed. I don't think you, whoever, with all due respect to whoever takes you that, I don't think you're getting informed. You see, because they look there's at no stock yet. No, I mean, I, no. really, even though uh, all the stats, the what we've been talking about, the numbers, you don't think that gets them a little something? What are you going? What are you going to trade them somewhere? You get like a, a, a six round pick? I mean, you're not going. <laughs> that's uh, if, if that's the game, trade them. Hell no. Right. Well, okay. Think, no, okay. I, we all talked before, like mm-hmm. stupid stuff, like you know we should have traded LeBron because we knew he was gonna leave. What? Like, he can walk. Well, well, I said that, but I'm just saying it was crazy at the time. I knew he was gonna walk. You don't get nothing for him. Baker's I've been saying player, that about Frankie. Walk. Go ahead. Baker's a player you just let walk. I'm cool with that. And that's just and that's even how good he's doing right now. But if he walks, I don't, I don't care. You can, you can if keep he yourself. were to get traded, where do you think he would go? Uh, Pittsburgh. Dallas, please, <laughs> well, first of all, no, please, no. Uh, uh, first of all, Beggar's not getting traded. Yeah, I, I, th- I, I think we all know that. Yeah. I mean, like I said, with all due respect to ever taking right, I, and and I I get it. I mean, you know, I ain't gonna put him out there, but you know, he was never a big fan of Baker from from the start. But he knows the game well enough to give credit when credit is due. But I'll say this much, you know, leading up until the last couple weeks, I was of the mindset that this off season you throw Dak Prescott as much money as you have to to make him your franchise quarterback. Do you still feel that way? I still feel that way, but I'm not in I'm not as confident in saying that today as I've been Let me ask you in this. the last couple of weeks. Let me ask you this. When you uh when you were on a throw with Dak like throw realistically we're not gonna extend Baker and then bring in a, a, a Dak caliber quarterback, right? Right. Imagine this dude like you can't extend him and then make him a backup. He'd be the biggest problem you ever had in your life if he as a backup yeah, quarterback. Because this this is the thing. I think a how this last quarter of the season turns out is going to, in my mind, say a lot about him even getting the option or the extension. Now, I'm with you, Mike. I don't think the extension is on the table. I think it's going to be option or nothing. Mm-hmm. I really do. But it makes me curious about what's going on behind the scenes. The conversations, because we all know, us as fans, us in the media, you know, we get the information late. These conversations have probably started to been have held uh, for a couple months now. Yeah, realistically. You know, I I said a couple weeks ago, I'm pretty sure that Andrew Berry and Kevin Stefanski and Paul D. Podesta has already sat down and talked about the quarterback position to see what the available options are and how we're going to proceed going forward. You know, and I'm pretty sure Baker is in that conversation, but... I mean, a lot of people don't like to, you know, rock the boat because Baker just played a hell of a game last week. But if you're asking me if I'm taking Baker over Dak Prescott and I have the opportunity to get Dak Prescott, the answer is no, I'm not. I'm taking Dak Prescott. I don't think that I don't think it's not on the table, man. Like I said, we we sitting having a conversation. As as good as as this season has gone, this isn't like Baker Mayfield's season. We haven't. We're not. Right. Mm-hmm. We're not nine and three because of him. Right. Hell, I can imagine. I can tell you, we won five of them in spite of him. I agree. So, with that being said, like I, I look at somebody like uh, 
like 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 that. He's already squatting. You know, just a yeah. side note. That dude's a monster. Yeah, he mm-hmm. is. And Jerry Jones is still criticizing this kid. And he's a leader. That's what I'm saying. And he's Jerry, a Jerry Jones still has a problem with Dak Prescott. And that's like, what I'm saying. If I'm Dak Prescott, you know, I'm looking elsewhere. And I'm saying that because mm-hmm. I really don't believe that they're going to franchise him again. They franchise him again this year. They got to pay him somewhere like $42, 43000000 million for one season. But see, that, and they're not going to do that. Why not? I, I, no, no, no. I think they would. You think Dallas would do that? Because you're, because you're not. Okay, what's the number you just threw up? What, 42, 43? 42. 40. So you're going to pay him 42. His contract is going to go up. So you're looking at 42. And if you if you give him that, that big deal, you're going to be probably like $50 million towards the end of it. So, hell, yeah, they'll, they'll franchise him, pay him 42 once, and then see, then see. You can only do it twice, right? You had it last year. You can do it one more time. Right. And then you see where what happened. But, yeah, I think, they'll, I think they're stupid enough to do that. Stupid enough. No, I mean he, <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. right. They they might be, but you know, just I mean, just looking at it, I, I feel like this. I can give credit when credit is due. Mm-hmm. The last five games, Baker has not cost us a game because he has not turned the ball over. He had that you know that crazy fumble on a quarterback sneak at the end of last week, whatever. But he hasn't turned the ball over, mm-hmm. and he's showing much more maturity and leadership. On top of that. Um the throws got better last week. His pocket awareness got better last week. And I'm not going to just say because the Tennessee Titans have a horrible pass defense that was the reason. No, because before that game was played, the conversation was, can the Cleveland Browns go face an 8-3 team, a team that played in the AFC Championship last year, and compete? Not mm-hmm. only did they compete, they whooped it behind the entire game. Yep. And by – with Baker at quarterback. With Baker at quarterback, yep. because I've said before, I've always wanted to see if the running game was contained or stopped. And last week it was contained. It wasn't stopped, but it was contained. If we asked Baker to go throw the ball 30 times and win us a game against a good team, could he do it? He did it. And that's the only thing I've wanted to see all season. And now I'm saying that I can't say that you've arrived, even because you did what I've asked of you. Mm-hmm. I need to see it consistently. Yeah. Like, seriously, like this week, I'm not saying you have to go throw for 300 yards and three touchdowns, but if you can show me that you can be on, on, on time with your targets, if you can show me that, you know, you can read the defense and make the proper adjustments and not turn the ball over, I really don't care what the numbers look like. You yeah. execute it, you didn't cost us a game, and you put us in position to Just win don't screw as up. a quarterback. Yeah. Yeah, and that's, that's, that's all I'm asking for. Yeah. Man. Can't argue with that. Dude, okay, if Dak Prescott was the Browns quarterback, would you put them on the level of the Chiefs or not quite there? I would. I would. Yeah? I would. We yeah, got need talent. No more help on defense? No, we need – I mean, we need help on defense, but they need help on defense. I mean, if you're looking strictly from the offensive side of the ball, you know, talent yeah. for talent, with Dak Prescott as the Browns quarterback, we can compete with anybody in the NFL. Mm-hmm. I think that would be a hell of a AFC championship game yeah. if he was the quarterback. Yeah. You know, because you go position for position, I mean, we can match up all on the offensive yep. side of the ball. You could probably argue we got a better offensive line than they have. Has that even been, like, a rumor at all, or is that something you just want? It's just something that I want. It's just something, a scenario that I came up with okay. in my head because I know that he's, unless he's franchised, yeah. he's an unrestricted free agent. I mean, we can all agree he's not going to finish his career as a Cowboy, yeah. right? And that's what I'm saying. He's been yeah. treated poorly in Dallas. Yeah. He's an unrestricted free agent. And, I mean, they did him wrong. He got hurt when he should have actually been under contract. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, we and him have this gripe about 
you know, players getting paid. But that's part of the reason why I feel like these players should get paid because, yeah. you know, the franchise tag, I think, for him this year was like 36 37 And yeah. due to the injury, he's probably only going to make $6, 7000000 million. If he doesn't get hurt this year, do the Cowboys win the NFC least? Yeah. I think so, too. They're, they're a whole different ball, ball club. Oh, yeah. With him. Yeah. They're a 10-win team. Know. Dude, Zeke Wait. had a big drop-off this year, too. That's though. a lot of reasons because Andy Dalton is the quarterback. They know where the ball is going. Yeah. I mean, Zeke had a, a, a drop-off this season. The offensive line has been hurt. And then they had a uh, guard retire. Mm-hmm. You know, he was an all-pro. Yeah. Sean Lee, right? No, or? the offensive lineman. Sean Lee's the linebacker. Oh. But it's it's just one of those things, man, to where it's not something that I've heard. It's not something that they've even talked about. But if I had to jump out of the gym with a bold prediction, I would go sign Dak Prescott. You know, now if Baker finished this season playing the way he played against Tennessee, then the conversation is different because you don't want to disrupt chemistry. That too. Mm-hmm. But before we go to the next segment, hey, Mike, you wasn't here last week. You recognize that gentleman in that post? He's really about to watch this video. What am I doing? Do you recognize that gentleman right there? What's happening here? I'm looking. It's, there's an ad. What did I do? You got to go to about halfway through the video, like no, 120. No, no. 994,000 views, Mike. The guy at the top. You recognize him? I do. <laughs> I do. <laughs> What's going on here? Yeah, I'm going to see that, man. You got to watch that later on. So for our all listeners right. out there, what they're looking at right now, uh, last week's show, you know, we talked about LeBron James because he signed a contract extension. and With the wrong team. And the conversation came up about, uh, I'm sorry. The decision. Yeah, about the decision. And uh, there's some raw footage of me on YouTube. I'm happy for you, man. That, that's, that is pretty cool. Yeah, uh, I guess. Almost a million views, man. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm happy. I'm gonna watch this six six hundred thousand more times. They they caught some raw emotions uh, of me reacting to LeBron's first decision. Oh, the first time around. Yeah, okay. and, uh, the Associated Press did an interview with me, and it's been on the YouTube since then. It's almost close to a million views. Really? So you know, That's my awesome. goal is by the end of my career that I can sit down and uh, interview LeBron James and show him that video. Uh. <laughs> that's that's one of my goals. You want to know right. what's crazy? I'm gonna show you something. I really thought he, I really thought he'd come back and yeah. finish his career here, retire. Hey, retire it could still happen. Yeah, yeah, it could. It could, but I wanted it to happen when he still had a little something. He's left. He's getting a tank. statue either way. Probably. Yeah, right outside the. Uh, right out, right outside the home run porch. I mean, technically, technically, it was Kyrie that hit that shot. So. Before we before we move on to the segment, and I really you know didn't want to chime in because you know I I hate when we get off subject. Yeah. But I'll say this: Yeah, Kyrie hit the shot. If LeBron James don't come back to Cleveland, he's not even playing in the finals in order to hit a shot. Like yeah. That. No. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I'm just yeah. messing around about so, that. So that, that. Those are, those no, don't read it. Don't you read didn't it. hear? Me? I mean, I called but him Kyrie. I got a LeBron connection. How dope is that? Oh, that's oh, that's sweet. Yeah, that's sweet. So I'm gonna get him on the coffee club. Oh, cool. <laughs> let's do it. But you know what? Let's let's uh. We gotta get we gotta break. And like I said, we're gonna come back and definitely preview this game. You're listening to allsportsleam.com. It's the coffee club, Pearl Time, Mike and Mike. We'll be right back. Cleveland.com, live from Valley View, Ohio. Any sport, anytime, anywhere. Hey, what's up? Thinking about you. XOXOXO. One, two, snuggle. Dot 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 JK. 
Hit me back. You getting these texts? Question mark. We should hang later. I miss you. Holla at ya boy. Holla back. Holla back. Holla back. Are you at home? Where are you? What are you doing? OMG. You are making me mad. Are you with your ex? You better text me back. I'm waiting outside your house. Relentless, aggressive texting is like sending an angry robot to deliver your message. When does the robot become dangerous? Let us know at that'snotcool.com. That's not cool.com. Brought to you by the Ad Council. The holiday season is fast approaching, and that means that the shopping frenzy will soon begin. During the holidays, we are often asked to keep in mind those who are less fortunate. All of us here at AllSportsCleveland.com would like to remind you to support charities like our friends at Toys for Tots. Toys for Tots is the official holiday charity brought to you by the United States Marine Corps. Their primary goal is to deliver, through a shiny new toy at Christmas, a message of hope to needy children that will motivate them to grow into a Responsible, productive, and patriotic citizens and community leaders. Toys for Tots will also accept monetary donations as well. This great tradition dates back to 1947 and is continuing to thrive throughout Northeast Ohio. If you or someone you know would like to make a difference in the lives of a young child during the 2013 holidays, please visit toysfortots.org to find where you can deposit your brand new toy or make a monetary donation. That's toysfortots.org. When Frank DeLorenzo returned home from Iraq, things did not go smoothly. DeLorenzo was diagnosed with post-traumatic stress disorder and a traumatic brain injury. But DeLorenzo found an unusual solution, Sophie. Sophie is a pit bull rescued from the Cleveland Kennel. With proper training, Sophie can now remind DeLorenzo when to take his medication, wake him from his nightmares, and essentially watch his back. With all the success DeLorenzo had with Sophie, he decided to start Wags for Warriors, a nonprofit-based organization in Northeast Ohio started to help service men and women that have been affected by their combat experience. They work with local rescue organizations to match the veteran with an appropriate dog and provide all the training and support with no cost to the veteran. To find out how you can support Wax for Warriors, call 330-285-3941. Again, that number is 330-285-3941. Wax for Warriors is a nonprofit-based organization in Northeast Ohio started to help service men and women that have been affected by their combat experience. Wax for Warriors works with local rescue organizations to match veterans with an appropriate dog and provide all the training and support for the dog at no cost to the veteran. Follow us on Facebook for event information or call us at 330-285-3941. And remember, the war may be over for them, but the battle has just begun. All right, we are back live for our final segment of the day. It's time to get into the Browns-Ravens preview game. I'm not sure if a lot of people know this or not. If the Browns win this week, we can clinch a playoff spot for the first time since 2002. It's been 18 years since the Browns have been in the playoffs. A win Monday night, and we are in. That's insane, That's it? dude. That's all they have to do? Yeah. Doesn't that sound crazy? They don't need any help? I'll help you. 
We win. We are in. We control our own crap for the first time. For the first time in a long time. Are we really talking about the Browns? Is this Cleveland? This is Cleveland. No shoes going to drop, Mike. This is uh, Cleveland. Okay, man. You want me to make you guys all mad right now? Sure. Uh, the last time the Browns were in the playoffs, I was eight months old. I was in eighth grade. Oh, seven, right? I hate you guys. No, oh, two. Oh, two, oh, three. That was the year I graduated high school. Are you older than us? Yeah. 35. Oh, not that much older. No, but. You, made, you just made it sound like you was like 44 or something, man. Well, I'm, dude, I'm two years away from my 20-year high school reunion. Man, you've been out of high school 20 years. 18. Sheesh. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Thanks. Wow. Yeah, appreciate that. It has got hotter in here. Yeah. Right? <laughs> No, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to rag on nobody that's 35. I mean, I'm 33, so. <laughs> okay. yeah. He's making it sound like he's 18 yeah. over here. I tell people, man, I'm 33 like Larry Legend. <laughs> so. <laughs> no, I, I can't believe. Uh, let's, let's just figure out. The Ravens aren't the same Ravens team play we won. No, they're not. They're nope. actually like. So, okay, another thing uh, that I saw. I'm going to go back to Tony Gross. You have reported. Denzel Ward is a game time. It's going to be a game time decision. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To me, that's not that big of a deal this week. Because they're not even passing the ball well. Lamar is beating his team with his legs. Like, he's not like uh Yeah, yep. but I don't know, man. Dunzel Ward is. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. I'm not saying like it's, well, not, it's like poo-poo and that he's not back. Right. I'm saying that, you know, it's, it's not going to be effective if he's not passing the ball. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, we're going to see. It, it, we're about to find out if Sandejo is really yep. as bad as uh, <laughs> we think he is. Because, <laughs> I mean, if he is, they're going to exploit that, you know. If Lamar beats you with his arm, he beats you with his arm. You just yeah. got to stop the run. Ravens are thirty-two and eleven all time versus the Browns in this series. Uh, Harbaugh, I didn't need to hear that. that. Wow, John Harbaugh is twenty-one and four all time against the Browns, Um, and of course they beat us thirty-eight to six in the season opener. Uh, Lamar Jackson actually probably had his best passing game of the season. He went twenty of twenty-five for two seventy-five and three touchdowns with one hundred and fifty-two point one quarterback rating. Wow, week one. Now you just said the Ravens are not the same team. Lamar Jackson still hasn't taken that step that I think most people wanted him to take as far as being able to throw the football more effectively. Mm-hmm. And he still has a – he still cannot come back and win a game once they're down. So, Did you watch him in college? He didn't really throw then. I watched him in college, and honestly, Lamar Jackson was one of my favorite college players. I, I thought mean, his he, completion percentage – think about it. He won a Heisman his second year in college, right? Yeah, but the dude could have been a running back too. Man. Here, here's yeah. my here's my thing with that. He won a Heisman his second year in college, so even in college they have film on you. They're game planning for you. His last two years in college, his completion percentage went up seven points each year. Okay. So, you know, I thought by now, you know, he'll be at that point. Um, but he, I mean, last week versus Dallas, he looked like the Lamar of old. You know, Greg Roman got them back to running the ball, um, but the team does look different. The thing well, is, they can't rush the – not to cut you off, they no, can't yeah. rush the passer, and they can't mm-hmm. stop the run themselves. That's going to be advantage Baker, Baker big time. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, I feel like this uh, – It is still a divisional game. It is. And it's always going to be tough. Yeah. Nick Chubb yeah. historically plays good against them. Yeah, he um, does. You know, keep in mind that we beat them last year with Freddie Kitchens as our head coach. And we beat them the year before that with uh, Hugh Jackson, with uh, Greg Williams as the intern. Interim, yeah. Interim. So it's, it's like that's insane. Each year we, each of the last two seasons, we've beaten them at least once. Mm. I mean, so we split with them. I, I'm still more concerned. I I don't know that that game is gonna. I mean, I I think we'll win that. I think the bigger issue is gonna be at what January third. 
against the Squealers. Here you are looking ahead. I know. Yeah, I'm I'm like, so, all right. Damn, man, we got like four. <laughs> here you are looking ahead. We're previewing well, Browns Ravens. You're looking ahead to the I'm, Steelers. I'm just saying. He's over here talking about 13 wins. Uh, 13 plus wins. That, no, that, that, that was that's his my prediction. Bold prediction. Okay. Yeah, but Kevin yeah. Stefanski said one well, and we gotta start. One game at a week. We got to start winning more games if we want to get to 13. That's all I'm saying. Let's get it done, man. And go beat Lamar this week. Yeah, that's the. We have to yeah. beat Lamar this week. Okay. And you know, the pressure. I mean, we're on national TV. We're at home. Mm-hmm. There's going to be about 12,000 people in the stands. Governor uh, DeWine, shout Mikey out, D. As shout he out to Mikey D, man. He, he said the curfew don't affect the Browns game. Say, my guy. He's a Browns fan. Hell yeah, he is. So, I mean, for him, he, he might sneak up here to Cleveland <laughs> and go to the game himself. You know, That's what he's trying to tell you all. <laughs> if you yeah, see right. me at the game, don't say nothing. Uh, honestly, if he did show up at the game, dude, he'd be in one of those loges. And he's probably going to be sitting yeah. there next to Jimmy Haslam. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Um the Ravens are playing for something. No doubt. They're playing for their playoff no lives. Yep. And oh, I think they're playing for they pride can, at this point. They can easily still make the playoffs. Have yeah. you seen their schedule after the Browns? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, they have a shot, and they're very well coached. No doubt. You know, this is a team that went through all of this against the COVID, and they went out there against, you know, Tommy Steelers, and they showed up. Yep. They legit showed up to play. Yep. And that's a, that's a, that's a testament to the head coach. Can we get the his uh, brother in there instead? No, <laughs> I so mean, I mean they're they're legit playing for their playoff lives. They're legit. Mm-hmm. They have a chance to, you know, still get there. That's the only thing oh. that would bother me. They're, oh. We're going to get their best shot. Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. We always no do though. I mean, you always get their best shot, man. It, it, it's the Ravens, you know. Yeah, yeah but, but this time they're literally hanging on for their playoff lives. Time, they, so if they, they lose of, this game, they're pretty much out. So essentially, what you're saying is you got to be a little afraid of them because they have nothing to lose. If they lose, they're out. If we win, we're in. Think about the stakes that's uh, that's that's at hand for both teams. Yeah, the Ravens lose their season is over. We win, we go play for the in the playoffs for the first time since two thousand and two. Imagine that, like not that's not looking at the month to Tuesday morning. The headline is. What are you talking about not looking ahead? I mean, <laughs> no Tuesday. I'm talking about that's no, that's I know the game. Like the Ravens have been eliminated from playoff contention. By the Browns. No, screw the Browns. I'm just saying the Browns have been. That they're out. Yeah. yeah. See, they're trying to prove that they can still make the playoffs after everybody was saying this offseason, who has the best chance to take down Patrick Mahomes? Everybody, the Ravens, Lamar Jackson, yeah. the Ravens, the Ravens, the Ravens. They might not even make the playoffs this year. And the thing is. Didn't, I mean, he had a, didn't Kyle have him going like 16-0 and 0 or something? Yes. Yeah. But to Tommy's point. And the Steelers 7-9. and nine. To, to his point, think about it. Everybody felt the Ravens could be the team that can slay the Giants. But the way the style of play that they have, it's been game planned for. I mean, you you've seen this from Lamar for a couple of seasons now, and teams are better prepared to stop him and how they play football. Mm-hmm. Then they had injuries on the offensive line. Then they lost a future Hall of Famer in Yonder who retired. So the offense itself for that power run game it doesn't look the same. And then you have the media because the media does have an effect on what goes on. I don't care what mm-hmm. nobody say. All this talk about Lamar needs to be a better thrower. The offensive coordinator, Greg Roman, he spends a lot of time trying to make him into a pass-first quarterback. Mm. Now, eventually, you're going to have to rely on your arm and your IQ because as you get older in that league, we've seen Donovan McNabb slow down. We've seen Randall Cunningham slow down. We've seen Big Ben slow down. Mm-hmm. Your athleticism won't always be there. But if you if you know the game, you can still survive. And so – from from their point of view, but Ben looks every bit of forty seven years old. Sometimes it depends on the quarter. Sometimes it depends no, 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 on the no, no. quarter. When he's taking off, 
Yeah, dude looks like. Yeah, like. But 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 do you see the maturity in Ben? Oh, for sure. He I'm gets the ball saying. out of his hand faster yeah. now. Dude, he doesn't. He doesn't have to be twenty three year old Patrick. Well, no, no, exactly. But what I'm saying to his testament, this dude is running around. Yeah. but he looks like my grandfather. Yeah, <laughs> and, it, and it's funny because I don't want to get off topic here, but it's funny that you know if Big Ben would have had this mentality years ago, he probably wouldn't have had to deal with the injuries he had to deal with. Mm-hmm. You know, but that's going to be uh, something big to look at. You know, can our defense? Yeah. I Joe Woods don't get enough credit. You know, the first couple of weeks people were saying it was the weather. Why the Browns defense have been playing better. Mm-hmm. You know, but he's he, he, still gotta put a scheme yeah. together. Still gotta put a scheme together, still gotta get them guys out there to ball. And they've been playing better. The d- entire defensive line made plays last week. I think yeah. you said you mentioned something earlier in the show, like this game could be the difference between you playing on the road and playing at home. Is it possible that they could get a home playoff game and be a wild card? If the game? Raiders yeah. beat I don't think that's possible. I believe if the it's possible. If the Raiders beat the Colts. We own a tiebreaker over the Colts, right? Okay. So if the Raiders beat the the Colts, the Raiders get that second playoff spot. And but we'll we have a better home. record than they do, even though they beat us. So it's possible for a wild card team to get a home playoff game. Yeah. At least one is going to get it anyway. Okay. So because it's what seven spots, you got the four division winners. Yes. So the first week team they have a bye week. So then oh, one player, right. yeah. yeah. So okay. so one wild card team will have the opportunity to play at home. Wow. If we can host a, a playoff game, this city do you think? Fire. Yeah, yeah do, really. Do you think Baltimore can make the playoffs if they lose? Because no. after I think it, after the Browns, they have Jacksonville, the Giants, and Cincinnati. I don't think so at all. I don't think so at all. And the only reason I say they won't make the playoffs is because the AFC is so stacked with teams it is. that they can't just, they can't uh, control their own destiny. Dude, that's that just sounds so nice. Not having the black and purple in the playoffs. Like, like think about this. Rejoice, America. Uh, some people like you got them, Buffalo. Me, you got Buffalo nine and three. They're probably yep. make, they're probably winning the division. Yep. The Dolphins is eight and four right now. They're they're a wild card team. Yep. The Chiefs are eleven and one. Raiders are seven and five. Steelers are eleven and one. We're nine and three. The Titans and the Colts are both eight and four. You think one of those teams is going to miss? Yeah, I think one of them is going to miss. I think the wild cards is going to come out the AFC East so we'll and the get, AFC North. We'll get Tennessee late at first. That's the playoff picture right now. Okay, so the playoffs started today. We played Tennessee we and Tennessee. To, we go back to Tennessee. We play them there. Yeah, yeah, we go back. I just oh. don't see it. I mean, I don't, I don't see it. I see there's seven and five. Mm-hmm. There's what? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. There's seven teams with a better record than them, and there's one team with the same record as them. So you think if one, the Ravens lose, they're done? Yeah. So that's why you're going to get their best effort all season. Yeah. The, I mean, Monday Monday night, Yeah, if, if the Browns can go beat a, 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 a Ravens team. That's that motivated. That's that to, motivated. It's going to say a lot about where we are. No no doubt. Yeah. You know, and I really believe we'll be prepared. Mm-hmm. You know, we talked about the maturity of Kevin Stefanski as a head coach, right? Kevin Stefanski remembers 38-6 week one. And not just getting to know him during this first season of him being our head coach, I guarantee you he's went back and looked at the tape. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you he's went back and looked at his play sheet, and he's had the necessary time to make the proper adjustments so that this time around the same things won't happen. And those are the things that, again, is a testament to how he is, but it also tells me a lot about the energy that he transfers over to the team. So I really believe that, you know, this team itself 
We're gonna be good. Mm-hmm. Can I ask so, you a question though? I Talk about uh, it's about the game. Miles Garrett, man, about to be uh, man of the year. Yeah, the one year after what happened. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, that's, I mean, I mean, it's dope. Too, but I'm just, it, it, is he actually though, or is he just the Browns? Like, is he has he made the top three? I believe. You mean the Walter Payton thing? Yeah. Yeah. I know the Browns nominated him, but did they? When did they announce the top three? I believe he's made the top three. I think he made. I think what? that's yeah. Yeah. I mean, why do you that's say crazy. what? Crazy. Why? Why is it crazy? You know why? Why? Is he helped Mason Rudolph put his helmet back on. Man. So let me ask you this. It came that, off. So let me ask you this. And this is for you. That one moment. No, that, 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 that should not define his legacy. No. Miles Garrett does more for the community. You're right. He does more for uh, different countries and different continents. He does so much charity work. And he gives yeah. so much time, uh, so much of himself to other people. I mean, he, hell, he holds this event to where you can bring your dog out so your dog can play with his dog. At the park. That's cool. You know, he stopped to sign some random autograph and then got punched, punched in, in the face. face. Yeah. Dude. Like, I mean, I did this whole, he deserves it. Yeah. Yep. He deserves it. I can't, I don't even really think too much about the whole Mason Rudolph incident, you know, because that's such as life. You can do so many things right. And the moment that you do something wrong, that's what people would yep. choose to remember about you. Right. Yeah. And I think that's so unfair as a human being because mm-hmm. we're all. We all yeah, make mistakes. You know what I yep. mean? We're all we all have error. But for him to have done the things that he's done and put himself in a position um to win this award, I think it's well deserved. Because Do you it know was, who the other two are? Uh I'm not sure. Okay. I think it's well deserved though. I think like I said, I know me and Mike called him soft before. because uh, of the mm. way he was because of the way he was playing mm. the first two weeks of the season. I I mentioned before when we when we first started the coffee club like eight weeks ago, when we was talking about this. Him punching, I mean, him doing that with the helmet, that was an out-of-body experience. It was. I mean, I don't know who that was. It was. <laughs> or what happened, you know what I mean? But, you know, you can say what this happened or that happened or whatever was said, but that was an out-of-body experience. Totally yeah, against man. his character. Yeah, the whistle blew, and not in his mind, though. Like, that play was still going <laughs> full bore, you know what I mean? He had a legit human moment. Yeah. He lost mm-hmm. his cool. Yep. You know, and the difference is he lost his cool in front of the world. So. Okay, so it says on Thursday morning the 32 nominees were unveiled. I can't find anything about the top three yet. Yeah. All right, cool. So, you know, I look but, at it as, you know, Miles, keep doing what you're doing on the field and off the field. He's a great yeah, man on the field and man, off the field. Uh, in a couple weeks, we're going to have an opportunity to meet him. Exactly. You know, so, so those are some things that we're looking forward to. Yeah. So, you know, it's things like that that, you know, shout out to Miles Garrett. Yeah. You know, I love the work that he does. Um, but, but, but like I said, uh, I would love to see uh, Miles Garrett meet uh, LJ coming up here Monday night. Like four or five times would be great. Oh, absolutely. You know, it's back in the mouth a couple times. So you know. let me get a. Uh, I guess with the last 10 minutes, we just go around the table, give a synopsis of the game, and then pick it. Before so. we do that, I got to say something else about two other guys on the defense. You know who? 5 1. You know who've been playing in the backfield? 5 1. 5 1 has been living in the backfield of opposing teams. Matt Wilson has been playing lights out. Yeah. You know who else? Sioni Takitaki has yeah, been playing. Did he play for the Cowboys? Huh? Did he play for the Cowboys last year? No. I don't think so. No. They had a Takitaki on the Cowboys, too. No. Taco no. Charlton. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. We drafted Sioni. Well, I was looking at it because I kept hearing taco, whatever. Dude, we know. got tacos in the NFL and Takis. This is amazing. Tacos we need to get, and We need to get a Dorito Jones on the Bengals <laughs> next year. <laughs> Something's wrong with this kid, man. <laughs> Well, yeah, those two, like I said, man, 5-1, shout out to him, man. And then I don't know the details of uh, the contract, but I think Hollywood just got paid. 
Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, I don't know what the details. Are. It hasn't come out. Uh, no, it hasn't out that, man. That dude talk about being in the doghouse last year for whatever reason. Yeah, he didn't play. Freddie, he's Kitchens a baller, man. Man, dude's a dog. He's a baller, dude. I don't think Freddie Kitchens knew the what first the thing about. about coach? <laughs> yeah, man, about football. Yeah, like. Yeah, <coughs> I I don't know where they found that guy, but he he was not. He was a walking punchline though. He yeah. he was entertaining. He could probably give you an amazing. He, he definitely you know you he know we you see our board guy laughing. Jeremy, yeah. he was I mean he was entertaining in the media. Yeah. You know he Dude. truly was. So. Freddie Kitchens looks like he could give you a five hour talk on the different types of barbecue sauces <laughs> that you could find in South Carolina. But here's the thing, <laughs> you would tune in and watch it. Cause yeah, hilarious. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Yeah, they asked him. Uh, Odell is coming back. What do you What are you gonna say to him? I'm gonna tell him I love him. <laughs> <laughs> well, good golly, you know. <laughs> well, good yeah. golly, no, I'm gonna tell was, him. Uh, what the hell? Well, what the hell? Well, what the hell? I'll tell him I love him. <laughs> so, you know. Yeah. So that, so going around the table, man. Like uh, like I said, this is a quick synopsis of what happens. And they pick the game. You want me to start? Yeah, All go right, for man. it. So Monday night with lights on. You know, the, it's time to perform dun, now. Dun, dun, dun. I love it. Whoever did that, great. Thank you. Yeah, that, you no, that was Tommy. Yeah, good job. Uh, but I think this is gonna—I I think this is gonna be a shootout. Like you wouldn't believe. I think this is—I really? no, don't think it's gonna be like a defensive battle at all. I think we're gonna go back and forth, back and forth, and I think we're gonna win this game, forty-two to thirty-eight. Wow, that's a lot of points. That's yeah, a lot. Is. I don't think the, the defense is gonna show up. Like, like we just know that points we just said five-one. I, I think it's gonna be a good game, like like a high-scoring, last night's day of the year too. It's gonna be nice. Yeah, uh, it's gonna Monday. be like forty degrees. Monday night, which is not nice. Night, 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 night. Well, it's, Dude, nice, it's nice December. December. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's December. Sure. That's yeah. nice. Yeah, I'm gonna end it with you. Go ahead, Mike. Uh, you know what? I I thought about this a little bit today because I wrote something down last night. Um, but I I think I got to stick by that. I, I'm going going with the Browns, uh, 34-17 over the Ravens. Whoa. Yeah, I uh, I'm. I know what you said before, but I'm um. I don't know, man. It, we're a different team this time around. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's it's we're not the same team we were when we played them earlier in the season. Um, and I, you saw what Baker can do. Uh, I I don't believe that's his ceiling. So, so you think the Browns should be seventeen point favorites in this game? A seventeen point favorite? Sure, why not? What's the spread? What is it? That's a good question. I think um, it's. I thought it was four. I thought it was Cleveland two and a half. I know you got three for the being at home. I yeah, it was four. that's exactly what it is. What is it? It's Cleveland, two and a half. Okay. okay. That's exactly what it is. 34-17, man. Got you. What's up, Tommy? All right. So I was reading on ESPN. They think uh, what's his, uh, Jake Trotter said his bold prediction on the weekly columns was that uh, the Ravens would be held to a season low in points. And um, no, I don't see it. I, I do think this is going to be a higher scoring game. Both of these offenses are great. Um, I'm think I don't want to pick it, but the Browns, thirty-one thirty. I take that all day long. Hey, I we need to mark the day. No, no, he's been picking the last three weeks. Has he? Yeah. yeah. Uh, you're right. I haven't. I been picked here Tennessee for a last weeks, week, huh? but okay, thirty-one thirty Browns. Dude, I I did not expect them to go out and put up that many points against the no. Titans. I, yeah. I just did not see that coming. I I can't believe you did, especially like you said, as hard as you've been on Baker all year. For you to come out and say that he was about to drop some dimes. Dude, he nailed it. I, yeah. This is the same how they were looking at me, too. They was like, what? Yeah, I, didn't. I mean, when I heard it, I kind of – I thought you had four heads, too. Because, like, I think uh, you could tell he was lost because when you said it in the chat, 
he was like, come on, man, this guy balling. I'm like, no, I'm not on his back. I'm I'm just saying yeah, I predicted I had, that. I yeah. had no idea what you guys were referring to. Yeah, yeah. dude, that had to have felt good. So the last, uh, what you got, Pearl? Let me just start with saying this. You better not. I swear to God. I remember not. in 2007, we went into Cincinnati. We controlled our own destiny. And we had the opportunity to clinch a playoff spot. And we blew it. Are you a realist now or are you just like, just, tell just, us a story? He's yeah, saying what I was talking. Okay. Oh, right. And I remember just how dejected that moment was. That we had an opportunity to go in there, prove who we were, prove that we were no longer a joke. And we totally bombed it. Got laughed out. This Monday night, the Browns is going to reverse course. We're going to lock in our playoff spot. Hell yeah. We're going to take care of business, and we're going to beat the Baltimore Ravens. I have the Browns beating the Ravens 28 to 15. Okay, cool. I'll take that. 28-15, huh? Field goals. Okay. Field goals. You have Justin Tucker having five field goals. I got Justin Tucker with five field goals. And this is the thing, and here's why. That sounds like a start of the week. <clears throat> Kevin Stefanski, Joe Woods, uh, Callahan, Van Pelt, our coaching staff, will have this team prepared. They will not let Lamar Jackson beat them with their legs. I don't trust Lamar Jackson throwing a football all like that. And if we do get Denzel Ward back, that's even more reason I have conviction behind that. I think that it will turn into a slug out. I think that turnovers will happen. And that will change the momentum of the game. Um, 28-15 Browns, we clinch a playoff spot. We knock Baltimore out at home. And, and what a story that's going to be written because this is national TV. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to just go out there and say it now. It's going to be the changing of the guard. We all know what happened back in 95 when the Browns were moved to Baltimore by the late Art Modell. And to be able to knock them out the playoffs while clinch a playoff spot on national TV at home. That's actually kind of cool. It's one of these games for me, man, to where, you know, the emotions and the passion, you know, is it, it, starting to it's starting to build, build up. up yeah. yeah. You know, so when you say changing of the guard, you mean from the Browns and Ravens or like right. the whole AFC? From the Browns to the okay. low, from the Browns to the Ravens. Oh, yes. we getting ready. We're gonna walk down and be brother too. Oh it's yeah, coming. for sure. You know, it's you coming. gotta crawl before you walk. Absolutely. And you, you yeah. gotta take down them before you walk down big brother. You know, it's yeah. just that simple. So, that's my prediction. Hey, man, it was definitely dope to see everybody here, man. Yeah, it was for sure. It, you know, it's been uh, like it's, said, it's welcome been back, fun. fellas. Man, I'm glad everybody Absolutely. was well. We made it back, man. And uh, so. next week, hey, no, before we go, y'all want to do something Monday? We need to get something out there after the game. I got to talk to my family, man, to see if they'll let me loose. No, 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 no. I mean, like afterwards, after you get done. Yeah, like, sure. I doubt, yeah, we sure. Do something after work. What time you get off? Like ten. Uh, the game's on. You still see it? Yeah, we can definitely yeah, do man, that for sure. Yo, this has been fun. Any glass of Catch the guys uh, each Go Browns. Go Browns. I appreciate y'all, man. We'll see y'all next week. Hey, Cleveland. We love you. Next Stay Friday, safe. ten to twelve. Shout out. We out. Vanity. Wear your mask. Yeah, All that. Go Browns. This is 
everyone's favorite season, Autumn, from Triple Threat, and you're listening to AllSportsCleveland.com, the home of the NEO Christmas Classic. Are you tired of renting, but the idea of owning a home seems unattainable? The Ohio Housing Finance Agency is here to help you realize the dream of home ownership with its 